I wish I was a little bit taller. I wish I was a baller. I wish I had a girl who looked good. I would call her. I wish I had a rabbit and a hat with a bat and a 6'4 Impala. I'm the Grizz, and you're listening to the Barely Coherent Podcast. Your hosts, recovering from being shot by Beth Smith because she has no bad memories of him, Snowy B, Daniel Borden. <laughs> that was good. Yeah. Two thumbs. Good. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, and the sole reason for your weekend safety briefing, Sunny B, aka Billy Weisinger, <laughs> who you can find on Instagram at C of Cynicism. That is the letter C of and cynicism. You can figure out the spelling on your own. <laughs> we don't spell here. In fact, I don't even know if I spelled it correctly. So good luck, everyone. <laughs> Thanks for the intro, though, Chris. Do so what are we talking about today, boys? Um, I like well, to well, mix one, it this up. Is first, this is our first video recorded pod. Yeah, let's let's address it's a, it's that a first. Big event. It's a big event. Um, it's it's been a long road, you know. Four episodes in, and we're uh, we're finally getting to show our faces. And if I'm being frank with you, I don't know if that's going to gain us followers or lose us followers. But I'm happy <laughs> that it happened. So I'm glad we're I'm glad we're fucking here. You know? Yeah, we made it. Thrilled. We made it. They are watching three middle-aged men figure out technology. I in am real not time. middle-aged. Not. You will you will shut your dirty little mouth. I'm not middle-aged. Hopefully middle. not, because that means <laughs> that I'm 60 middle, is I'm all I get. middle of something, uh, yeah. <laughs> a midlife crisis. Yeah. yeah. 30's a new 20. Yeah. <laughs> That's what people who are 30 say. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, because if you keep if you go on with that exact like logic, you just keep going further and further back, it just gets creepier and creepier. It does. <laughs> you know? It does. Yeah. It's also stops working really quickly. Yeah. <laughs> well. Um, well. Yeah. Talking first, about first uh, video episode. So. Yeah. So talking so about three dudes slowly figuring out technology. Let's uh, let's talk about the generation that has grown up with this technology <laughs> and how it may be impacting their their little lives. Uh, <laughs> there was an article that just came out entitled Gen Z shocked to learn their digital footprint could ruin job prospects. Uh, is is the New York Post a reliable source for uh, I information? Believe... I, d- I don't think they are. Uh, I don't so, think they are. So no one is. And the first, like last week, the first time ever, I went and I looked up <laughs> oh boy. Um, uh, a source, right? So because like they'll do, what they'll do is they'll like use tweets. So like, hey, like, uh, fans outraged over whatever, right? And someone's like, I can't believe, like, I don't know, like Jimmy Garoppolo, blah, blah, blah. I don't know, something about Jimmy right, Garoppolo. Right, right. And I looked up, and I, you know, there's a lot of people I follow on Twitter who are like pretty, um, pretty in depth, uh, like, I guess, like commentators. And, you know, so I didn't recognize this person. I was like, oh, maybe this is somebody I know. It wasn't like, I wasn't trying to, you know, fact check this article, but I clicked on it, and the dude had four followers. I'm like, how did you even? <laughs> How'd you even find this person? It made me think like this could just be like literally like a throwaway account for the publicist, you know, for the editor who's like, hey, I'm gonna go into my throwaway account. I'm gonna write like Jimmy Jesus scumbag or whatever. And then you're gonna quote that and say fans are outraged. And technically that's not a lie, right? Because they're like, no, there's a real quote from somebody on Twitter. Like, you know, so 
that's all bullshit really yeah well so if you read this article right from uh the new york post it's based off of one person's uh account of Louisiana <laughs> on a job yeah. that they relayed yeah. over tiktok yeah. um mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so based off one person they've decided on the title that all of gen z is shocked to learn this well um, so do you yeah. remember a couple years back i think people. that um that young lady that got like an internship or a um, for nasa uh yeah for now it was a yeah. was it an internship or oh, she got she got like it was a job it. yeah it was a job she yeah. got yeah. and she posted on twitter what like um i just got a suck. job at nasa suck my balls or something like that yeah 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 yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. i mean yeah that's what i would yeah. say yeah and then the yeah, the, balls. the like the lead the like the director of hiring or somebody at nasa was like that's inappropriate language yeah. and she was like you fuck you old man <laughs> 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 yeah yeah and then like the next day he was like and fired yeah 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 absolutely right um, um i which that's really just a lesson of like just know know who you're talking know to. who you're talking yeah. to absolutely yeah yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean because here's the thing the issue because he didn't have an issue with the initial comment all he said was like language young lady that's all he said she could have been like you're right my bad like private message I'm gonna delete, delete that right now I'm professional I'm just excited thanks bye right and she spent like two minutes googling his name like is this somebody who might be following a NASA account you know but I digress yeah um, I also. Like it's not like this kind of paints as like a pitfall for Gen Z, but it's not only Gen Z that that falls into this trap. <laughs> Absolutely I my, not. <laughs> I myself have gotten in trouble at work for pictures you that did. I have posted online. I forgot about that. Uh, so it's Go not on. a Gen Z pitfall. Uh, it is well you can't talk uh, about it it's top secret (laughs) i would i would prefer to not talk about it because i I got a very small slap on the wrist that it could have been a lot worse but um (laughs) that being said like it's it's a pitfall that everybody falls into and i think we forget how uh visible our social medias can be and oh yeah today's uh job hiring prospects where so much is done you know on on twitter um and social media that we have to remember that like especially like if we had social like this level of social media when we were just entering the job market um we would have had the same problems it's not a gen z problem but it is kind of like a hey uh once you are starting to enter the corporate world maybe it's time to start scrubbing or your social media or maybe not having it so public dude i got a I i got a quick story so i just got back from tennessee and the guy that I was up there with, he was in the Navy with me. He got kicked out because of what he posted on the command's Facebook page. Oh. <laughs> so here's what happened. And it's like Lovely. a twofer. A twofer. So you know that saying, like, never commit uh, two, two separate crimes at the same time, right? Yeah. Just commit one crime, right? Yeah. yeah. Um, so he committed two crimes at the same time. So what he did was <laughs> he skipped uh, a mandatory uh, ca- uh, captain's call, right? Um, and he uh, had to do something, I guess, at medical. And then like that th- appointment got canceled. And then he called a supervisor, like, hey, appointment's canceled. Technically, I-, I can come in and go to that. Or you can just like be like, you're good to go, bro. Like, don't worry about it, you know? So he's like, hey, you know, you're good to go, bro. So he goes home. And he's at home just fucking around on his phone. And the CEO of HM14 uh, posted something like, hey, guys, uh, no, no, the Ohm's Bubbin posted it 
but like it's his page, right? He, he sees it, you know? So she posted like, Hey guys, uh, the new people coming back from deployment, um, you know, we're all going to, we're going to send some volunteers out there to like welcome them when they get off the plane from the airport to kind of show them some support. And he thought to himself, like, dude, I've been, I've been on like three deployments. Like no one's ever even come to us. No one's done anything for us. Like, where is this coming from? And he basically voiced that on the post that the CO read like directly. And he was like, dude, like taking a, taking a personal shot at him. Right. Oh, we just, we just lost Billy. Um, and uh, <laughs> when they look at the timestamp, they're like, you wrote this during my captain's call. He was like, you literally sh threw shade at me online while you should have been at my captain's call. <laughs> and then look at the timestamp, like, like, you're fucking done. You're fucking done, son. You're out of here. So they kicked him out of the fucking Navy because he threw shade at the CO during a mandatory captain's call. I was like, oh, God. So, I mean, that can't be like the first thing that he ever oh, did wrong. No. Yeah. no, no, no. It's like never. 15. I so in my experience in the Navy, and this is a little off topic, but um, people get kicked out for any number of things. But very yeah. often, when someone gets kicked out, it's a very small thing. And if you looked at it from the outside, you would be like, Why, yeah, you know, why are they why are they kicking him out for that? That's such a silly thing. But so often, it's like a string of problems <laughs> that have occurred. Oh, no. I agree. And and then like this little little thing was just the straw that broke the camel's back. So no, for sure, I, I find that very interesting. That it's it's a it's a common theme among separations or uh, yeah. forced separations. Yeah. Just, they just the needed a reason. They're like, we don't like you. You're done. You know, yeah. we're gonna kick you out. So yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I I have at least half a dozen stories of people getting kicked out, and you're you're like, oh, I mean, he didn't really do anything at all. But then you look behind <laughs> the curtain, and it's like. <laughs> Ooh, you maybe should have been gone a while ago. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Uh, so. Probably um, when he should have been stepping lightly. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's just you can't do things like that. You can't, you can't throw shade when you're supposed to, you're not where you're supposed to be. It's, yeah, yeah. You, yeah. You've been given a gift, and <laughs> you fucked yeah. it well, up. Well, that was me, yeah. right? I was I was given a gift, uh, a little slappy slap on the wrist. Yeah. Uh, and I've been stepping quietly ever since. And if anybody's as you noticed, should, friend, as yeah, you should. Uh, there have been zero posts from anything work related on any of my social media, yeah, uh, because of that. And it's it's not that I'm upset or anything. I technically broke the rules, uh, and I understand that I got lucky. So I'm gonna I'm gonna keep rolling. Considering who is really like who's in charge of you, yeah, that could yeah. have been. <laughs> significantly worse so uh but the the point i found interesting in this article which was something that i was aware that was happening but i think like a lot of us have forgotten about was so this uh this tiktoker um or this individual um whose name is on this article Jaden, uh had been hired or had done an interview felt the interview went really well uh and then it was later she was contacted uh and saying, you know, um, that she had not gotten the job after a background check due to some social media stuff. They don't really get into what she had posted on social media. Mm -hmm. I don't think it really matters necessarily. Uh, but that is something that uh, a lot of people 
leaving, a, you know, even older people leaving a job that they've had for a while and trying to go into a new one might, you know, forget. We've seen it time and time again uh, where people who are well-established in their jobs, even after working a job, had posted stuff on Twitter and then lost their jobs because of it. Yeah, uh, I mean, that is, uh, some might say, a certain kind of culture that mm-hmm. is afoot. But um, I think that oftentimes people, especially in the past, uh, felt like they could say things on the internet with with zero impunity, or you know, with without anything happening to them at all. Mm-hmm. And um, <clears throat> I guess it doesn't really matter to an employer when they find those things. You know, if you're a representation of your company. I, I mean, that's a road that they are, they have mm-hmm. the, the right to take, I guess. Mm-hmm. So, I don't know. Just be careful what you post on the internet is is really, yeah. we should all know the, that. The people that get upset about that, like they make it like a First Amendment issue. I'm always so perplexed because I'm like, it's a private company, mm, right? Yeah. They have like, well, they could fire you for any reason, literally anything. They just like, I don't like your face, and you're fired. Well, I mean, right? it depends on the state you're in, the county you're in, you know, sure, all this but you could, stuff, you right? Could still get, friend, but my point is that you could get fired for no cause in a lot of places, you yes, know, just like, just because. Like, here's your, here's like your separate, or here's your severance pay, and goodbye. Yeah. yeah um, so, I don't know. That is, well, that that's a conversation about how people interpret the Constitution. I mean, most people spew... Uh, people things. like sound bites, yeah. About like yeah. you know, that's protected by free speech, or you know, my second amendment right, whatever. You know, everybody has their interpretation, but just like you, know, you have you know, an interpretation, someone else best, has an interpretation. And the best thing about anti soundbite, right? So I know people like feel a certain way about Joe Rogan, but like Joe Rogan was the anti soundbite, right? He was just like, we're gonna have a long form discussion about everything, right? Which of mm-hmm. course. For anybody who doesn't know, which are you sure if you do, which is that he has some controversial characters that are getting a platform to a lot of listeners that people don't like those controversial people having. But point is, is that um, those sound bites, man, like I've noticed, like you, you, you go to almost any place, nobody, almost anybody, nobody has those like really bigoted or strong stances when you talk to them in person, right? So like, where are the, where are these like really extreme sound bites coming from? I don't know, man. I think that the like the internet creates these people. I, I there there's like a question of whether or not um, is it allowing someone to be their whole self, like what they really feel like they want to be, or is someone putting on a show on the internet because they know that there may be little to no repercussions for what they're saying, and so like you say that right and yeah and you're like where do these extremists come from but you know i have to wonder if there are people that aren't really that extreme that really believe those things that they're just when they they don't let it come out all out at once when they meet someone or even if they've hung out with someone for a couple months or whatever you just kind of slowly start to see um you know this extremist ideal or um this not so popular point of view yeah. uh, more have, and more over time. I have two comments on that. One, we've kind of seen that argument uh, play out a little bit with Alex Jones in court where he <laughs> argued that he was playing a character and that's not who he really is as a person, whether okay. or not, whether or not that who he is as a really person is uh, 
definitely not as debatable as people probably think it is. Yeah. But um, we've kind of seen that people try to use that argument like, hey, this is just who I am online. Like, this is just who I am for an audience. Uh, and then to talk about Danny's point where you don't see people uh, like act like that in person. I mean, there's probably two sides to that. One, uh, people, uh, people don't like to put up. They'd rather just shut up in person. But I think a lot of the time, too, the problem with the internet and with social media and social media interactions is when you're like dealing with other people on social media, you're a lot of times I don't think we see them as people. Like we just see them as like a, a screen name or a handle and just a, you know, Twitter person a, right. When you're dealing with somebody in person, you're dealing with a human being. And I think maybe there's something different working in our minds uh, when we're, yeah. when we're having those in-person interactions uh, where maybe more empathy or sensibility kind of comes out. But mm-hmm. I yeah, mean, we if, if you're in the position where you're spewing hateful stuff online uh, for the views, I, you probably just suck in real life too. <laughs> uh, yeah. 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 For the most part. I mean, how many people do you think like you would, you hear like these extremist ideas and you're like, Oh yeah, they're probably, they're, they probably don't think that in real life. They're, you know, they're probably chill. And it's, I don't know. I mean, people are, people are complex. People have, have a right to have their opinion about things or ideas about things, but also um, you don't have to agree with them. So uh, share what you want, but don't say weird, heinous, fucked up shit on the internet. And then when someone calls you out on it, say, Oh, that's, that's not, I don't really believe that. I don't, that's not who I am. I don't know. Just commit to being, one person or the other. That's just how I feel about it, I guess. Yeah. Yeah, no, I agree. Uh, I think that, like, one of the issues I have is whenever you get somebody who, like, does take a strong stance and you get them in front of you, you know, like, whether it's because they're just not, they're just afraid of getting punched in the face or just good common DC kicks in, like, mm-hmm. that just goes away, man. It's weird. You know, it's just weird. Like, people just are just way different. <laughs> yeah. You know? Yeah. To the point where, um, you know, the whole argument about like Twitter being like the modern day, you know, t- town square, like, in some ways, I, I get, I get the analogy, but mm-hmm. it's just not right. It's just not like it's not a real place. Like if you, I love Twitter, but the comment section are always just garbage. Like the, it's like the the weirdest create. Like who. Like, I am always perplexed. Like, why would you think that? Like, why would you say that? Why would that, you say that out loud? A, that's a real, you're a real person. It looks like with a real name, talking to a real person with a real name and just being like, you're, you're a fucking moron. Blah, blah, blah. I'm like, bro, you would never say that if someone was like standing in, in a cafe and like, oh, I, I, I'm just going to say this out loud to the public. You would hear them, you look at them and you go back to ordering your fucking frappe. But like, you know, because it's on Twitter, you're like, you're a fucking moron. I hope you fucking die. And you're like, bro. Yeah. So well, I mean, it's weird. It's a weird place. But that's so that 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 kind of like um, um, microcosm of interaction has been present in in multiplayer games uh, for the longest time, right? I mean, since we've been playing games together, people have been saying the most ridiculous and heinous shit to each other that they would never say in person. Uh, and yeah. You know, I something about being behind a microphone allows people to just to just I don't see that's that's where that's where I you, you know you brought up the point about um, 
why they're not like that in person or, you know, why the, why they don't show that persona in person. I just, I, I gotta believe that it just boils down to, they're too afraid to be that out loud because they know that someone is probably going to call them on their shit. Yeah. So. Maybe. I don't know. Uh, but this... the, the beginning of this article was uh, all of Gen Z. Gen Z just finds out. Mm-hmm. I know that like, so uh, I hated that when they did it to millennials. When like the, mm-hmm. when the boomer writers group us. Like, millennials think blah blah blah, and everyone's <laughs> like, "Bro, like I am nothing like my fucking brother." You know, you know, whatever. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, you yeah. can't just group thirty-five million people because one person who happened to be in an age group. You know, it's like saying it's, like all, all boomers yeah. don't know how to use technology. And granted, a lot of boomers don't know how to use technology. It's a fact. But there's probably a, you know there's a lot of boomers out there who are running IT departments. Like, fuck you, man. You yeah. know. Yeah, it's so. this whole like it's like it's like it's not thin slicing, it's thick slicing. It's you thick know? slicing it, yeah. Just, this, just slice it, just this pull idea. It out the pan and we're like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. well, you know, all people under the age of uh, of twenty five are like, I had yeah. no idea that you know my internet activity would affect me getting a job. Yeah, yeah. there are lots of lots of people who are who are Dude, significantly younger just, than us that know. We just that. got a Gen Z uh, congressman, the first Gen Z congressman, black. Did people. we really? Mm-hmm. Why did yeah. I not know that? Oh, I think I did know that. I did know that. Yeah, he just did an article yeah. about how much how he's basically broke and he can't afford an apartment. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, as every politician should be. I guess, like you know, they don't get paid for like like six or to nine months after they get elected. Really? That's yeah. So hmm. so they get they, so they make one sixty five a year. So they get they get paid well, but it takes yeah. a long time to kick in. So because of that, they they basically burn all their money campaigning. Right, you gotta go to get an apartment, spend a ton in, of money campaigning in, in, in DC, and which you like, can't do. Yeah, nah. no, way, dude. no, no way. yeah. So no. if anybody's like, oh, ever 24. been to DC, unless they're living like, you'd have to be like, yeah. you'd have to be like way way out on the outskirts of mm-hmm. DC or like slumming it big time, yeah, to get an apartment in DC with without making money. Like I can't, yeah, I can't see it. Yeah, but I think that article just kind of reflects a little bit of like where some where a lot of journalism is at today, where it's like that headline mm-hmm. grabs you, like all of Gen oh, Z yeah. is is finding out, and their example is is one person, one person, one, one, one person, on unsubstantiated, maybe yeah, one person. That is that is that even really a person? Yeah. <laughs> like, hey, hey, John, write write some shit. Like, yeah. Right. You know, make it about millennials. No, no, no. We don't. We, no, it's it's Gen Z now. Oh, well, I don't fuck, know. Fuck We're them. supposed yeah. to be able to trust. We're supposed to be able to trust the media to give us the truth, you know. So, right. mm. yeah, it's frustrating, man. Because like I, I could have a, a really contentious conversation about anything in person, and almost all, almost always, someone would be like, "Okay, that's interesting." You know, like I can kind of see your point, um, but here's my point, and then that's that. I'm like, "Okay, cool. Glad we could exchange opinions politely." You know, like carry on. <laughs> you know, believing that but you like, get on Twitter in the world. And yeah, you say something yeah. mildly outside of the the societal norm, and people are like, "Hope you weren't attached to your job, your right. family, your you but know." It's kind of it's kind of scary because so I did a um, I'm not gonna make this about me, but I, my personal experience was when I went to Loyola. So I went to a um, I took a college semester after I got out of the Navy um, last in the spring. Mm-hmm. I remember and. Yeah. Yeah, and um, I was the only person who basically talked at all in your um, class, like in person, like in the class. Like right. we had to do group discussions, 
and there was a lot of stuff written, like paragraphs written. But in the class, the teacher was trying so hard to get people to engage. And they're just like, no, nah, I don't want to, I don't want to engage. Now, at some level, there's some wisdom to that, right? They're just like, look, this doesn't really affect my grade. I know participation is a part of it, but it's a small part of it. You know, as long as I show up here, I, you know, and I and I don't disrupt and I turn my stuff in, I'm good. But if you're only comfortable like engaging online and the things that are said online aren't really representative of how people actually feel, then we're not actually having a real discord at any level. It's not like it's only happening in person. My contention is it's not happening at all. No one's mm-hmm. talking. Like at one point, we we were openly insulting. Um, we were openly insulting uh, the um, people in, in the class, me and the teacher, about like how uh, um, about how they um, don't ever engage with a- anything she says. And I was like asking about that as if they weren't in the room. I was like, yeah, why do you think that is? Why do you think they don't talk? And they're all just sat there like quiet looking like as if like we weren't talking about them, which is another statement unto itself about. Well, you know how people feel about confrontation. So. Sure. No. Yeah, for sure. Anyway, um, so what was the. To, so like we, got, we got up top. There. I apologize. Yeah. No, no. I, no, I do I mean, want to make this point about the article that I was reading because we were talking about is this a real person? There is no link to the original TikTok. Yeah, see, <laughs> and that's why the yeah, New York the Post, only in my opinion, is, is sketchy as fuck. Is to somebody who stitched that TikTok talking about how employers find this information out. Oh, the cybersecurity uh, pro. Yeah, Chris Sutherland Jr. Yeah, so there's he kind of looks like a cybersecurity. <laughs> he, he fits. Yeah, this is exactly what I would imagine they look like. So, uh, and in a part, a lot of their comments come from BuzzFeed News. So they like whoever wrote this oh, article. My like goodness. it looks like they just grafted yeah. a story from BuzzFeed News. Yeah. Never made the effort to find the original TikTok, and then just sure. clipped this other one in. So, like Mike, like I don't know. It. I don't. Was this person being genuine, or did they like? I think actually lose a job, but they kind of knew it was going to happen. Or just like, I'm going to make a funny TikTok about it. So that's the thing about TikTok as a whole. There's so much stuff on there that people don't realize is scripted or planned or um, just chasing. Yeah, just literally just lying. And so, like, I think that I'm sure that there are young people out there who are realizing the hard way that the shit that you do on the internet uh, will follow you for the rest of your life. Uh, but I would have to say they're probably not in the majority. I would like to hope that they're not in the majority, you know? So this one article by the New York Post that was clearly very little effort on the part of Emily Lafroy, the, uh, <laughs> the, the fucking... Lafroy. The, I'm gonna, the, the quote-unquote writer of this article... Um, I think it's, it's still a good talking point and something that everyone should probably be reminded of um, every now and then. Uh, so don't get in a fight with your fucking, your, your in-laws on the internet. Don't get on someone's page and talk about how ugly their baby is. Don't, you know, just the things that you would not do in person, just don't do them on the internet. Super easy. Yeah. Super easy. Agreed. So. I don't know. I just that's that's just the plug, you know. That's the reminder. You <laughs> don't be a fuckhead on the internet. Yeah, just listen to listen to us. Don't listen to other people. Don't listen. Listen to, to three dudes who have no I am, credibility. Uh, I don't. 
This is a <laughs> I have credibility. Favorite, Fuck you. Yeah, right. This is a favorite activity of mine, <laughs> but uh, I like looking at like when uh, like jur- journalists write articles like this. I like looking back at their uh, previous their articles. Other, their other articles. Yeah. So I'm, yeah, yeah, yeah. So he graduated yeah. from university in Australia. It doesn't state what university, which is telling <laughs> <you> <laughs> Red flag, I believe, yeah. is what we call that. In, in, a, in a whole continent, somewhere in that continent, she graduated. Got it. To be yeah, fair, yeah. there's not a lot of life anywhere other than the edges of that continent. So, so she posted fire. two Sorry. articles on the 15th alone. One, two, three articles on the 16th. So she's just churning them out. But they are things such as, hey, I'm a vegetarian. Hey, yeah, I am a vegetarian who believes all vegetarians eat or cheat and eat meat. Uh <laughs> Deranged Facebook oh, seller list full body knit suit with Edge Lord Emily, dude. Yeah. <laughs> Emily, uh, Emily the Edge Lord. I was yeah, dress coded at Disneyland, that. but not for the reason you might think. So can she you, is an expert. Can you tag her? Tag her in this podcast. I want her to fucking do an article on us. Like yeah. three douchebags think they're better than everybody else. <laughs> <laughs> the fucking yeah. millennials think they can yeah. get on podcasts and talk shit about me. Yeah. I'll show them. I'll show them. <laughs> three dudes show why podcasts shouldn't be a thing. She gets a fucking she gets an Emmy for it or whatever yeah. people get awarded for writing uh, articles. Yeah. Would that make us famous too? It would, man. Imagine yeah. all the yeah, views yeah. we would get. We should start yeah. like we slandering just, people yeah yes. just rip this title and just throw it you on know the honestly like so not a bad idea um <laughs> i don't i don't like so, where this is going <laughs> no, no 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 like 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 not like in a mean not like especially mean way not like a personal way uh dave portnoy um he oh, released he did that brick company uh sorry yeah the watch, the company, watch right? company right <laughs> so this guy on tiktok reviewed it like he reviewed he's like bro what the fuck is this he's like these watches look like He's like, okay. He's like, let me show you guys side by side. I think two I, I saw that. Yeah, you saw that. Yeah. Well, Dave responded to it and basically was like, "You don't know fucking shit." Yeah. <laughs> like, he was like, Dave Boitnoy, uh fashion. He instead of like taking the constructive criticism on board and being like, "Yeah, that is literally free." That's that's free, free advertising, free yeah. service right there, dude. He should have like, said like, "Literally, you know, man, you're right." He literally he made it he made it so much better for free. He didn't even he wasn't like. Hey Dave, I'll show you what I made for you know a five thousand dollar contract or whatever, right? He was like, here, even then, pay is- the guy. Yeah. Damn, give him five thousand dollars. Instead, make it Dave, then- Dave was like, "Fuck you, record the whole what you're talking <laughs> about." <laughs> <laughs> and he yeah. ro- he roasted him. I mean, like like the way he he talked about like the the setup of his website, the uh, the pictures on the Instagram. The, yeah, the logo, like the, oh, the text, you know? Yeah, he like, dude. Yeah, he's like, this is the picture. Amateur hour. Look at this picture. Look at this like, amateur hour. You know, Dave, so just like steaming, bro. He was steaming. <laughs> Camera on, like, you don't fucking know. <laughs> Moments before crying his fucking eyes yeah. out. Dave Portnoy's yeah. going to see this and decide to not buy battle shots. Dave, I, actually, I do. I'm talking Did you send it to him? I, no, I mean, not yet. I've been talking shit to him. I'm like, Dave, you're an idiot. Buy my game. Like, just like, you just need to be whoever's... like, hey, man, you're not smart enough to see like the value <laughs> in this game. Uh, I don't think you have that enough foresight to see like the potential. Dude, of this. He's just, he's yeah. gonna kick down your Twitter door and be like, "You're fucking stupid." I'm buying this game and I'm gonna show yeah. you how big I can make dude, it. Dude, I'm gonna challenge harassing Dave some intern to a, dude. U, to a UFC fight. 
Like, like, <laughs> like you know, I'm gonna become the next Logan Paul, just beating up fucking like like pseudo celebrity business owners. Like I'm fighting Elon Musk after that. Um, who else? I think you could probably take Elon in a fight. I I could definitely take Elon, but the problem is though is that Elon could is bring he bringing his, the seek? Is 20, he bringing the seek or kids. not? Oh, he's, <laughs> he shows up. <laughs> Woo! The sink in hand. <laughs> <laughs> Rides in on the back of a fucking Tesla truck that's driving itself. Like, and it drives Gosh. itself straight through the studio, <laughs> killing God. several people. Yeah. He, and he says it too, like, hey, you're allowed to bring props, right? I'm like, yeah, yeah sure. I, you know, <laughs> I, have, I have my two French bulldogs, you know? Like, this will show them. Yeah. <laughs> he rolls in on the Tesla semi and just transform. Dude, no, he he becomes the semi, right? <laughs> he like folds back into it, like like yeah. uh, like the Power Rangers getting into the. Yeah, fucking he was like, I was waiting to release this, but you brought it out of me, Dan. You brought it out. This is a button in the middle of his forehead. <laughs> oh my god! His head dude. just separates. You know how like his chest is kind of shaped weird. Right, like it kind of yeah. looks like a test, like Cybertruck dude. Like he, like wheels just pop out of his shoulder blades. He gets down like this. He starts coming at me super fast. <laughs> oh my god, dude! Uh, I love that. Yeah, yeah. So that would be a good. That'd be a good time. Oh, for sure. Honestly, I mean that. That's that's like peak. Good. That's 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 peak. Fucking, uh, like just advertisement. Just. Influencing. That's what it's peak influencing. Yeah. If you could yeah. fight just yeah. billionaire pseudo company owners, yeah. pseudo pseudo fucking well, whatever. Cool if, like basically, like it was like a chain where so everybody that I beat, I could I would take their wealth if I beat them in battle, and then like I would just keep going up in rank, and then essentially people are now wanting to fight me to take the wealth that I have acquired through these battles. I don't know. Can you think you could beat Jeff Bezos bills. then? Cause he, he he looks like he works out. He looks like he looks like a tough dude. I'm I bet you I bet you has like private private like uh, martial arts. Boss. I think he's the boss level. I would have to get some experience. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I, like build my confidence up, right? Like to work up to Jeff. I don't know. Start, I don't know. Like, Bill Gates. Like, well, you could start with like your local McDonald's franchise owner. <laughs> <laughs> I go regional first. Regional battles, yeah, yeah, yeah definitely, you know, definitely. I like that. Southeast, dude, go Tigers. That oh, that would be wild if that's how life worked. Like if that's how like you built wealth was just like mm-hmm. you just challenge, and it doesn't even have to be a physical fight. You could be like I, I, you know, I challenge you to like a chess match or like yeah. you know. So people just had to be on their toes, mm-hmm. capable of anything. You know, you know, you know what this, you know what this was like, dude. Game of Thrones, Thrones the guys who lived. Who lived out on the fucking um the isle the island bro the rock island and they took everything by the what they what the fuck was the term so, took the iron the islands yeah iron yeah. islands yeah 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 the yeah, uh did you take it by the fucking something something about taking it with steel i don't remember the only way they lost fights they, like, that's all i remember yeah they got their shit handed to them you, <laughs> they you, you, you need technology several times yeah yeah um great show ruined ruined by one episode uh, I wouldn't say one episode. I would say probably like an entire the season. season. The yeah. season, but yeah, the episode was a, was a crescendo, the creme de la creme of shit. <sighs> Dude, I don't. Okay, Never I don't want to talk about that. I don't want to talk about that. Okay, we're done. We're done. Moving on. Yeah, because I'm just gonna get upset. It's... Yeah, we're ro- we're yeah. going down the river. We're, we're moving on. Let's do it. Yeah, because you're gonna get me to tell the books aren't done on the. Uh, 
Oh, yeah, we're just no, going here. Just don't even talk about against, that. <laughs> we're just raging against the fatty. We're like, fucking finish <laughs> the books, you fat fucker, before you die. Stop writing like, Elden Ring and give me a goddamn book. Yeah, yeah, fuck Elden Ring. Sorry. He's Sorry. writing Elden Ring. I didn't mean books. that. I didn't mean no, that. he wrote the story for the game. Yeah. There's a story in that game? <laughs> the story for me in the game is how I can't get past like the first ten minutes of it. But dude, uh, okay, so we're gonna we're gonna sidebar. We, we didn't plan on talking about this, but um, for I don't know if either of you know, but Elden Ring won Game of the Year at the mm-hmm. Game Awards, and I have not played Elden Ring, but I think I have like a decent understanding of what the game was about. And there is no fuck. I like the story is in like like reading things like stuff that you find around the world and to me that is not game of the year material it's a great game i'm glad people enjoyed it i know a lot of people found it a refreshing experience and i'm super happy about that but i I think me and you talked about this earlier because we i brought it up about because you kind of experienced the same thing in fallout and in cyberpunk a little bit and a lot of Mm -hmm. other games like that and my point was we have this medium of storytelling that is super interactive right Mm -hmm, uh mm -hmm. you're playing through it you're seeing things you're you know virtually experiencing things and so many of the time a lot of the lore is me fucking reading books and don't get me wrong i read i like tablets but i don't play video games to fucking read (laughs) yeah yeah like you don't hop on the game go like you're like oh man i'm really hungry I'm going to go collect, like, in real life, like, in real life hungry and go make some stew in the game. And you're like, mmm, satiating my hunger. No, there are separate things. I eat in real life. If I, I want to read, if I want to read, I'll crack a book in real life. Yeah. I don't want to have to read. Yeah. <laughs> I want to battle a troll. I go into my video game world and battle a troll. I don't go beat my next door neighbor up, right? There's separate things <laughs> for the game it's, world. It's such shouldn't. a bad problem that some of the most popular gaming videos on youtube are people explaining the lore of games to you so you don't have to read through the bullshit oh i love that shit i I love that shit i love it too someone's like because if you open this book in this well no i fast forward to the end this this piece of information i just want to know how it ends i just fast forward to the very end like i like the story i like the story of it i like the story but i watch those videos because anytime i encounter that type of stuff in the game i don't read it yeah. I don't listen to the audio logs. I don't do any of that. I, just, like I want to play listen, the game. You're like, dweeb skip. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like in Cyberpunk, you have to yeah. pick up all these, these shards so, that have like yeah. stories about the world, but like there's literally like hundreds of shards to, to read. And it's like, I'm not, I'm not doing that. No. If it no. doesn't have quest info in it, I don't fucking care. <laughs> Some faceless I do, dude I do love with the YouTube channel characters. is going to read it to me. Yes. I love the I love I do love voiceovers like when some like Fallout right my favorite game bar none like not the new Fallout fuck fuck you seventy six um, oh yeah but Absolutely. every other one every pretty much every other one like just the intricate stories of like a character coming up and being like let me tell you like my fucking life story and I'm like mm-hmm. go on you know i'll listen to it i just i just shot my way through 700 undead but i would absolutely love to listen to your story yeah but i'll I'll rescue your daughter from the mud crabs you got it bud i'm here for you i'm here for you but that is taking this interactive medium and actually using it for storytelling agreed agreed you know agreed but yeah i just hate when it's locked behind the you've got to take time now to read because now bro you know you know what game does it does it really well Hmm. God of War should have won game of the year. Yeah, should have won game of the year. 
And people got on the internet and had the audacity to say, well, it didn't really do anything special um, that the first game didn't do. And I'm like, look. The first game was so good fucking, by itself. Yeah, and the second game is phenomenal by itself because it's you could do, storytelling. You could do 10 versions of the first game. It would still be amazing. It's just oh, 10 iterations dude. of an already amazing thing. It's so, you know, like, it's clear to me that people don't understand. You know what it's, other game yeah. did it well, too, was uh, hmm. Dishonored. Oh, um, yeah, yeah. one and two game because yeah, it is, and I, I love that world, and I wish we could get more of it. But so you would find these audio logs, right? And they're telling you about the background story, but like mm-hmm. it played in the background yeah, of you playing the game while you're doing shit. I love that. Yeah. So you would just listen to this audio log, and you're still playing the game and like running right. around and, and doing whatever you're doing. Yeah, you don't have apples. to. Yeah, you don't. You know, uh, whale <laughs> oil or whatever it was that that society ran on. Um, but, uh, but like, don't you insult their commerce? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but like, it didn't, it didn't take you out of the game to like Agreed. sit there and, and have to yeah. read. You could still play You're and like, get the background information. You don't get the positive. worst game. Batsy, get my reading glasses. Yeah. Yeah. The, <laughs> the absolute worst game at it was, uh, Destiny. Because Destiny, uh, the whole grim- story was told yeah, in, in grimoire cards. cards. Yeah, and you couldn't even read the grimoire cards in game. You had to get an app on your phone, connect it to your account. So when you found the grimoire cards later, when you're not gaming, scroll through them on your phone. When you no longer cared about the story. Yeah, I mean that's why Destiny One was a flop. I, don't, I, mean, it's yeah. like... I, I played for a week, a week, and I was like, nope. Yeah, never played again. Uh, never played again. Yeah, I mean, and we could talk about we could talk about games all day, but I just that for some reason bugs the shit out of me that this I mean, game, which games. I'm sure is a good game, right? Like Elden Ring is a good game. People like it. People enjoy it. People have been talking about it since it came out. It also came out alone. It had it had really no competition in terms of games, but sure. um, Santa Monica Studios put together an absolute masterpiece when. They when they when they worked the work they did on God of War Ragnarok, I mean, I felt for the characters, I felt for the story. Um, I can't say that I agreed with every bit of casting that they did, but it made sense for the characters. I mean, I I love the game and it won almost every award at the Game Awards except Game of the Year, which does not make sense to me. Yeah, and like its story is so compelling. Like I haven't played the game, but its story is so compelling that I've found myself like looking up the videos of the story because it's actually interesting. It is. Should I mean what's what sold more copies? I'm gonna go on a limb and say Ragnarok sold more copies than Elden Ring. I actually know. Uh Elden Ring's probably Elden Ring probably sold more copies because Ragnarok it, is a PlayStation exclusive. Yeah, it wasn't locked to a single platform. Which is a reason people give for why they didn't they don't think it should be game of the year, but just because something isn't exclusive, just because just because you're too broke to find the PlayStation doesn't mean that it's not game of the year. Okay. Sorry. Yep. Still your still your childs. I don't know. (laughs) They don't get a Christmas. You get a Christmas. You deserve it. You You know what time it is? Your kids come up to you like a day know time it is, and you're like, Yeah, it's me o'clock. It's always me o'clock in this motherfucking house. <laughs> no presents for you. Are you are you projecting right now? Is there some stuff that you need to talk about? Well, I'm gonna I'm gonna eventually have kids. I'm gonna follow your path. Um, so um, my children, my child will be younger than yours. But at some point, I'm gonna have a kid, and he's gonna learn real quickly. It's me o'clock. 
<laughs> just call him boy. And he doesn't so even know how to like tell 13. time. He goes boy. to fucking school, and they're like, "Okay, we're gonna learn like how to tell time on the clock." And he's like, "It's me o'clock." That's wrong. He's like, yeah. "She's like, he's like, that's that's wrong." My there's dad said o- it's. There's eight o'clock. There's nine o'clock, and then around ten, it's me o'clock. <laughs> <laughs> and then the rest of the day. It's just, it's just me o'clock. I don't tell you. Things. I'm my not allowed to talk during me o'clock. <laughs> my daddy says they're so angry because they got all them teeth and no toothbrush to brush them That's with. Right. <laughs> whoa, whoa. <laughs> but uh, so <laughs> let's let's kind of move on. I and I guess in in the same vein as um, kind of talking about different mediums, uh, something big that uh, kind of came across my feed is uh christopher nolan uh making a real nuclear explosion (laughs) for a movie for oppenheimer um which is a very christopher nolan thing to do but it's just like a mind-blowing idea that a director decided he was like i don't want i don't want no cg i don't want no fake shit i want a real fucking explosion so I've been hearing like a bunch of like just random shit about Christopher Nolan's like dedication to like reality. Like mm-hmm. apparently he actually killed Christian Bale's parents. <laughs> <laughs> He's kind of known for this though, right? Because if you look back yeah. at Inception and that hallway fight scene, like they that built hallway that hallway, rotating, they yeah. built it and rotated, it and they had to like deal with that in real life while acting. Yeah, um, it wasn't CGI. But I, the, the cornfield in Interstellar was real. He grew that cornfield specifically for that he scene. He was out there with till and hand. Till and yeah, hand. husking, husking yeah. it, bro. The um, the 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 uh, the the scene in Interstellar where they're on that water that water world with the the big wave. Um, that is actually filmed on a melting glacier. They, they were out on a melting glacier filming that scene, dude. And that wow. robot was practical effects, too. Yeah. There's just a dude in there on two arms, like... <laughs> <laughs> Christopher, my arms don't bend that way. I don't yeah. give a fuck. <laughs> that man was crippled for life, but you know what? He says it was worth it. <laughs> Did they even but, win an Oscar that year? I don't Yeah. But I, I do think it is like, especially when so much is re- it's it relies upon CGI. It is really refreshing when you get these practical effects in, uh, and I think it really helps with like the visceral like nature of those scenes. Like yeah. another one, this one is a Christopher Nolan movie, but uh, Fury Road that was all practical effects. Yep, all those explosions, all the crashes. Yeah, um, the, the guy, the guy on the guitar, that was real. Practical blowing yeah. fucking blowing yeah. fucking flames out of his guitar. That was dope. And like um, we just talked about this in the in the movie episode about uh, uh, practical effects versus CGI, um, and you there was like you know between the three of us there was kind of this general idea that practical effects are definitely the superior um, the superior effect that um, that most people enjoy just because seeing reality makes it yeah. better, uh, but. I, I like CGI. I think you can do a lot. And I think <clears throat> Christopher Nolan has also um, shown that he is capable of, of of making really good CGI set pieces. Like the fucking black hole in Interstellar is really fucking cool and it looks good. Um, so I applaud Christopher Nolan for that. 
for sure. Do I like his Batman movies? Not necessarily, but that doesn't mean that they're not um, visually appealing. I definitely, I mean, they look great. Almost everything about them. So, sure, man. Fucking practical effect it up, dude. Mm-hmm. What? Kate um, Winslet held her breath for seven minutes <laughs> in, the, in the new Avatar movie. <laughs> or was it nine minutes? It's something crazy. Yeah. That's not real. There's no way. I'm telling you, dude. I'm, I'm going to get the timer out. Kate, get over. I'm going to run, run it behind her in public and just like, around, like you got this. Like, <laughs> you got nine minutes, babe. You got nine. Pass out before then it's on you. Um, but so like, the, you know, what are the what are like the consequences of Christopher Nolan? You know, going. Well, so it wasn't far, a, like, what it wasn't that a real nuke. Oh, you mean like? What is? I mean, like, well, I, I mean, well, what's the issue? I mean, I thought it was like. I thought it was like. I mean, no, that's not a problem. <laughs> so this is from well, Yahoo Yahoo News, and it says, uh, you know, during a recent interview, uh, Nolan Vildi recreated the nuclear test without the help of computer graphics. Although it is pretty certain that the director did not create an atomic bomb for the scene, Nolan yes, was quite careful about what he shared. Pretty sure. <laughs> pretty sure. Dude, I would I would not put put it past if like there's like a special done like 20 years from now, and there's like Christopher Nolan with like a like a body camera like going into like Soviet Russia basically, <laughs> and like with a translator like I want a nuke. They're like, yes. what? He's like, he's like Batman. He's like, oh, Batman's like, yeah, in Russian though, whatever. He's like, I want a fucking nuke, and they're like, Batman? absolutely, absolutely, yeah. absolutely, yeah. yeah. And they go out to the atoll, blow it up, or film it. They're like, crap. It's, a it's like voice. the the it's bomb a that uh, that Bane had in um, in the Dark Knight Rises. That was an actual atom bomb. Uh, yeah, yeah. He he went to North Korea and gave them the secrets on how to create a nuke so that they could test it. I'm just fucking with you. You look like you believe me, and it's concerning. <laughs> Oh, like, Christian Nolan's the man. Yeah, yeah. He's like build a stadium in a poor country to tell them we're making it for the new soccer stadium, then blow it up. <laughs> <laughs> Make sure you record their faces. Those aren't those aren't paid actors. That's yeah. the, those are real the, the pit. The pit's a real place. Those are actual prisoners stuck down there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, one of the crew members got stabbed to death. <laughs> got a little too close. Yeah. He actually broke Christian Bale's back and forced him to recover. <laughs> Trust me, you do not want to be in a sex scene in one of Christopher Nolan's movies. <laughs> do it. Do it for real. What? Yeah. What? Yeah. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, God. Uh, oh, fuck, dude. Um, All right. Yeah, so I just, I thought that was really cool. <clears throat> like I said, I'm not like a super huge fan of Christopher Nolan, but um, he definitely does like his commitment to making things look as good as, pop- as possible is, is super cool. <laughs> so I agree. Definitely. Cool. What's our next topic of choice? What's our topic du jour right now? Um. Ooh. Ooh. Okay. Okay. I have a question for both of you. I want you to think about it before you answer it. Okay. <clears throat> no. <laughs> okay. If you could go anywhere in the world right now, like money is no object. Where would you go? Drop everything, get on a plane. You don't have to pack bags. Some 
somebody will buy clothes for you, whatever. Just where would you go? Where do you want to go? Like where, what place is like number one in your head? I do time go. machines exist? No, fucker. I'm talking about right now. <laughs> like you can get on Expedia and buy a plane ticket and go there. Yes. Mm. Mm. Time machines exist. Shut up. <laughs> where do you want to go? What time do I want to go to? <laughs> I could go anywhere in the world. Where would I go that I haven't already been? Yes, that you haven't already been. No, you could go somewhere that you've been. That's tough for us. Yeah, it is tough for us. <sighs> Man. Um, honest, I think Iceland. Okay. So you go to um, what Reykjavik? Reykjavik, yeah. Reykjavik and uh, Keflavik. Um, I had the pleasure of spending the night yeah. in Keflavik, Kef. and that and that was enough to make me want to go back. I think it's absolutely beautiful out there. Um, <laughs> Do you remember? <laughs> so you're, you're going to Keflavik? That's your final answer. Um, well, yeah. I'm talking about Iceland as a whole because I would. Ideally, well, no, you got to choose, go to... choose a place. You yeah. choose a place. Yeah, Iceland, Iceland is... in, uh, of itself is a place. That's you got to choose like a smaller place. You got to like, no, no, I know. You got to go to a city. You don't make the rules here. Well, then I would okay, go to Reykjavik. I would go to Reykjavik then because I haven't been there in Iceland. But I think the country in I too want to go to Reykjavik just so I could ruin your vacation. That's what I'm going to do. That's my choice. So you're going to Reykjavik. I don't know. I'm going to Reykjavik. And then while you're there, I'm going to sit there and ruin it. Like, we're here together, bitch. I'm pretty sure it's Reykjavik. You can't ruin my good time. That's my choice. Positive, Chris. You remember when we were there and that we told that that chick that your name was uh christian and she was like oh you're a christian that's cool yeah, <laughs> yeah. it did not yeah. translate that and i was like no, no that's my name she's like why your name's your, a religion it's like oh my god it's i mean to though. be fair to be fair if you have like a small amount of knowledge about the naming system for americans there's a lot of smiths who are descendants of people that were smiths yeah there's a lot of tanners Towards people who used to tan things, I guess. This, I, yeah, I don't blame I her for being confused. It was just like one of those things where it's like, oh yeah, not all names translate. Yeah, I think yeah. that. Yeah, my well, last name's Cocknobbler. <laughs> like, oh, <laughs> oh, <gosh. laughs> oh, I don't judge. Just yeah. you know, <laughs> naughty, naughty. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, but it was a very interesting place. The food was uh, interesting. Not bad, just interesting. I think we um, had whale steak. We, we had not whale good. steak. Not going to lie. Good. At first, so whale steak, the first bite, I was like, this isn't good. But by the time I finished the plate, I was like, I would eat whale steak every day for the rest yeah. of my life. So I don't know what happened in between there, but yeah. it was Because well, at first so bite, good. you don't know what to expect. And it's so yeah. different that you're just like, I don't know if I like this. I'm gonna take another bite and then another. Have you ever bite had liver? Bite. Like um, like cow, like cow's liver, beef liver, or like chicken livers? No, um, it's it's almost a similar texture to that, but it, to me, it tastes better. Yeah. Um, Rumor on the street is if you start eating a lot of liver, you also start taking steroids. But <laughs> <laughs> shout out to the Liver King. 
Yeah. Hashtag Liver King. Very much subprimal of him. So. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Not Alpha. That is not Alpha of you, Liver not King. Alpha. Dude, yeah. this episode should just be calling people out. Like, I want yeah. Trinol, <laughs> Nino, Nino. I want Liver King. I want Elon Musk. What, like, I'm uh, Emily. Emily, who wrote that uh, New York Post yeah. bullshit. Uh, Edge Lord. Edge Lord Emily. Yeah. yeah. Emily. Emily. Edge Lord Lefroy. We're coming for you. <laughs> <laughs> This is some free, baby. poor young woman somewhere just just doing her damnedest to be a journalist, and we're <laughs> no, dude, slandering honestly, her name. I, I trust the internet so little. That is a fifty-year-old man, right? <laughs> Writing under the pseudonym. Yeah, honestly, Emily you're was, right. Yeah, was too lazy to look up any actual colleges in Australia, so she just went to a college in Australia. A, a college in Australia. You probably, honestly, you're probably the first person to ever actually look at her like bio and you know what i mean so she was like it just says on it one one click i do it all one view time though whenever i'm reading an article i usually just click up to to, just to see what type of other articles people write because sometimes which is important well because sometimes i'll read an article and i'll be like i don't I don't know if I trust this. It seems like bullshit. And then you look at like yeah. your passion, like, oh no, this is a legit journalist. Like this person yeah. actually writes some pieces, you know. And then sometimes you look at that's, like you know dude. an Emily, and you're just like, no, this is an Emily. Yeah, you know, that's, I should uh, I should do that more because I, I I like arguing, and I sometimes I say shit that I'm like I should I should. You say, you say as soon as it comes out of your mouth, you're like, fuck, I did not. <laughs> Let I did me not make, look that up. Let me, me cross check this with but other even sources. You just having that thought is better than most people who argue with people. So you're already winning. Well, well, the, I got that thought because I would argue with people who I knew were getting bad information. Like they were like good people who just had yeah. bad information. Yeah. And I'm like, I know you're saying this because you read something or someone told you something and right. you just never forgot it. And now you're just repeating it because you just are like, oh, I heard about this subject once and I'm going to say, I want to be part of the conversation. So I'm going to say this thing. And the thing yeah. you said was just fucking wrong. And I'm like, nah, it's wrong. This is wrong. And I'm telling you it's wrong. And then they're just like, you know. Well, people don't like being told they're wrong. So no, 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 they don't. Anyway, what's your actual answer instead of being a fucking dickhead uh, to the question? So I think I think I don't like this. I've heard this question on dates before. Like, where would you go anywhere in the world? And well, luckily, neither of us are trying to sleep with you. So just just answer the fucking question. I mean, saying you could, yeah, I was like, (laughs) (laughs) if you're not careful, (laughs) yeah. Um, I. uh, Honestly, man, like I need to travel more. Uh, so, so uh, Patsy and I okay. were actually planning a trip, and Patsy's a big fan of Costco. So, let me just give you the background on this. Who is say. not a big is fan? Is she of Costco, trying to go to Kirkland, Washington? <laughs> <laughs> no. So Costco has a has like a you can book book you vacations can book, through they Costco. They have everything at Costco, dude. Like yeah, it makes man. no they, sense. They sell catheters. <laughs> they sell everything at Costco. You could buy. You could literally go to Costco, buy um, buy a wedding ring, propose, get married, book book your honeymoon, come back. She's pregnant. Nine months later, you're buying diapers at Costco. Do they think of everything? Right? Yeah, they it's have insidious. It all. It's insidious. So she was like, "Hey, let's go. Let's look at some some some, some trips." And mm-hmm. okay, so today is a this was the price for two people mm-hmm. flying um, economy. Mm-hmm. Uh, basically, it was a 14 day trip, and it was Athens. 14 days. Yeah. That's a long time. Mykonos and babe, what was the other one? Athens, Mykonos, the other one? What was the other? What was the other place you're going to in Greece? (laughs) Athens, Mykonos, and what else? The feminists are not happy about that. 
Well, she had the headphones on. I don't want to yell at her. I'm scared. It was Athens, Mykonos, and one other place, which she didn't look it up now. But the point is, though, they well, probably Santorini. That sounds familiar. But I do know this. I I like history, I like democracy, and I like philosophy. So right, so like really the birthplace so of all those things, Greece, Greece. Yeah. So I was like, I want to go there. So um, that's my answer. But it's not. I don't know if it's a place I want to go to most in the world. It's just the place that I feel like I would get the most bang for my buck right now. But if I was if it was free, man, it's tough. I don't know. I've never actually give, been given anything like that. Like I never put myself like where would I go? But I just had unlimited money. Okay, if you had to pay for the trip, your answer is Greece. So oh um, yeah. Yeah. Now that people are like can see us, they can probably. This is more obvious now. Santorini. But I judge. Santorini. Yeah, but Thank I judge you. places based off their food, because I very. One hundred percent. Yeah, this is why no one and should ever go to England. We're yeah, not small people. The, yeah, the, oh, the best meal. The best meal I have ever had in my entire life was in Greece. Mm, I can see in really? Athens. Yes. In Athens. Wait, were we there together? Oh, no. This was back Christian when I was said in school. The, Best meal he's ever had his entire life was in Athens. He's, he's been all over the world, and and he's been all over the world. He's a world. Traveler. His opinion matters. Uh, yeah, because it was like it was a lot of the restaurants there still rely on like local, uh, like sources like for their food. So like yeah. we actually had to also wait. It's all fresh. Yeah, we had to wait for lunch because we literally had to wait for the baker to finish baking the bread and bring it over. Oh yeah, like the chicken we had had been slaughtered like that morning. Like everything was absolutely yeah. as fresh as you could possibly get it, and yeah. it was absolutely There's amazing. A, a tan boy named cool. Philip, like free diving to catch fish with his bare hands. <laughs> Philippe, it's <laughs> Philippe, 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 yeah, Philippe of uh, Macedon, Macedon, yeah, and then uh, Macedonia. Uh, mm-hmm. Later, when I was there, what's that port town that we go to? Uh, Hania, Suda Bay, Hana, oh, Suda Bay, yeah, Suda Bay, Suda Bay, Are we sure? No, it's Suda Bay. Two big is bays in, in the, Phil- the Philippines. In the Philippines. Bay, yes. <laughs> uh, is in Greece, and I had yes. uh, mussels there, and those were also amazing because, as they claimed I anyway, bet. that they yeah. were uh, caught that morning. I mean, that's Greece is such a is such a cool place. I mean, there's so much there's so much history. I mean, the culture is rich. I mean, mm-hmm. it's because we learn. It's so interesting because we learn so much about it. I mean, starting from way way back uh, mythology the mythology of greece permeates going back to god of war even, yeah yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> yes Dude, circle gonna, back to god of war <laughs> it, i'm gonna make this i make this a little controversial because i learned this in school i don't um, like that but okay we know we know so much about it is because our history is whitewashed because obviously you know oh well, yeah the, of course right right yeah, so i the, mean that makes the, sense democracy and then all the people so all the stories that we like that have permeated a culture about Greece, you know, even in, in my own, I'm, I'm guilty of it. It's like Greece, you know, like, you know, like yeah. the, the, the fatherland of democracy, yeah. you know, <laughs> gotta yeah, go. I mean, right. But so. like, if you think about it, it makes sense because um, if you, if you look at how really the world has treated cultures that are not white, um, part of the, yeah, how like, part uh, of the world, you're lame. Is, yeah. Right. Like, Basically. right. Yeah. Like, yeah. Just, even even by default, like you're just not gonna learn about stuff that didn't happen for the people that were in charge, right? Like, like no one in in the in the British Empire was thinking to themselves, "I really need to learn about you know African mythology," or you know, I would right. love to know the history of uh, uh the 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 Sultanate in 
in in yeah. India or you know things right. like that. So how many how many people know about the cultures and uh, like uh, empires that existed prior to the Romans? Not a lot. No, there were huge ones in the Middle East, and True. we don't really know about them because a lot of our history comes from the Romans. So because they ended up taking control of a lot of that stuff. So what's we know interesting them by name, but is like the Marians. There's like so the Persians, <clears throat> um, uh, were like they gave birth to a dozens of, of of smaller empires that harassed and um really met rome you know face to face a number of times and a lot of it seems like a lot of times uh rome got through stuff just based on uh their sheer will not to lose like that's you know like they just wanted it more and really that's what it boils down to uh most of the time so it's so fascinating the the, the cultures that <clears throat> that coexisted with the Roman Empire that people just have no idea. People just assumed that that Rome just engulfed the world, and that was you know that was that. I mean, there was there was stuff far and wide going on in the world yeah. that Rome had I, no idea about. I, I I never understood fully how Rome just kind of just shit the bed you know because they were just like running the show for so long well and then they just were just like you know what they divided too themselves big. it was too they're they too now. big uh there was a huge power struggle and it divided rome and once rome became divided it became weaker so and they um, were also facing battles on multiple fronts yeah, yeah. A, a, a big thing that um the old the old germany really, complex the well old yeah germany. so the, the germans don't fight the russians in winter and don't expand too quickly there's a two rules Two rules uh, in empire building. It's really fascinating because there was a period of time right before the split where um, it, it was very clear that you couldn't have just one emperor. Like one emperor was not enough to rule Rome. And I think that was like r really a telltale sign that, I mean, you're kind of on the outs. And then you start you start adding bureaucracy, which Constantine was like the spearhead for um, adding bureaucracy to the empire. Um, and once you start adding bureaucracy to stuff, red tape, greasing palms, uh, corruption, things of that, I mean, it literally just lives inside of bureaucratic uh, entities, and there's nothing you can do about it at that point, and so <clears throat> you just see a steady decline of the Roman Empire, um, especially, I mean, once you Isn't split the empire. Cincinnati, a Rome, Roman emperor? Cincinnatus was not an emperor. Cincinnatus. He was, was he? he was a dictator of Rome, um, uh, early early Rome. So yeah. he was uh, not a. So it's not dictator in the term that you're thinking. He was a, uh, he was a, like an elected, um, he was elected to run the military during a time of crisis. And the term they Got used it. for that was, uh, dictator. That was, like, that was like that was like way way back. That was before the Republic of Rome. I thought it was, that was yeah. interesting. I forget because, how like, much you know about this. Cincinnati. Yeah. Yeah, this is like so. I know I read that once. I was like, dude, Cincinnati. Yeah. Cincinnati was, like, was a great general of Rome. Yeah, I was like, yeah. how wild is that? You know, like someone's like, whoever named Cincinnati was like, dude, let's name it. <laughs> that guy was I, fucking cool. I, I, a bunch I, of other nerds were like, dude, dope, bro. Like, that's I bet awesome. you they had no idea. They saw like that word somewhere and they were like, I want to name this Cincinnati. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Not to get too 
kind of bring us back on topic. The only one who hasn't answered this question is you, Billy. Mm. True. Yeah. If sorry, you could sorry, go sorry. anywhere in the world right now, somebody just said, "Hey, I'm going to buy you a plane ticket." Um, where would you go? Um. So, maybe not super surprising. Um, I would love to go to Italy, despite um some of the uh, reservations I kind of have about it. I've heard that they are very uh, they can be very unpleasant. Um, not people, as bad as France was. Right. Yeah. That and well, like, um, they're very shallow individuals. So, like, if you're bigger or if you, you know, like anything like that, mm-hmm. they can be like really fucking rude. But mm-hmm. um, I do find like Roman history, I find very fascinating. And there is a lot of stuff going on there that I would, I would really love to see. And there are a lot of places in the world that I would love to go. Right. Um, <clears throat> I'd love to go back to South Africa. I'd love to see North Africa. I would, I would like to see, um, you know, I'd like to see Madagascar if I could. I'd love to see like Borneo and, you know, a lot of Southeast Asia, <laughs> um, Vietnam, Laos, Cambodia. Like I would, I would love to see, I want to see the world, right? Like, you know, mm-hmm. but um, <clears throat> if I could go, all expenses paid right now somewhere, I would get my fucking walking shoes and my camera and I would go to Rome. And I would go to, I would see as much of Italy as possible down to Sicily, Sardinia, you know, like all these places that I've listened and read a lot about. And I would just like to see them in person, you know, and then just come home and relax and take that in. I mean, ideally, come home, relax, take that in for a few months and then go somewhere else. Because to me, I think travel is like the best thing you could ever do mm-hmm. at all so i agree yeah it's 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 really weird how your environment completely crafts your reality like to the point like you could imagine other things but mm-hmm. like until you're actually in the thing you're just like i don't know you know yeah, just, like, you, just don't, it's, you can't like you can't fathom it you can, it's hard like to, it's like it's like being rich right like everyone imagines what they think being rich is like but until you were like rich, and I mean like rich, rich, I mean like multi-millionaire, you have no idea what it's like, were, yeah. the reality of that. There are two experiences I've had traveling. They were both in Europe where like I had seen things, videos of them, pictures of them. Mm-hmm. But that still left me absolutely awe-inspired uh, was the Statue of David, seeing that in person. Because okay. you, okay. you can't like really take in the amount of detail in it until you've actually seen it. Like the fact that he was able to carve like the tendons flexing in the arms and stuff like that. Did, uh, um, did, who did? Was it Michelangelo? Mm-hmm, yeah. And then uh, Wild the Turtle was able to do that, man. Yeah. Uh, and then the Notre Dame. No thumbs. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Notre the, Dame. But the Notre Dame, just the absolute size of it is. Dude, so so you'll sad see it burned. Pictures of it. So sad. Yeah, it is really sad that it that it burned, but just the absolute size of it, it's hard to comprehend like how big and impressive it actually is yeah. until your neck is craned up trying to look at it when you're up close. I've been there on Assassin's Creed. <laughs> <laughs> That's wild I though. I mean I I um I, I get what you're saying. I for anybody listening to us. If there's any place in the world that I would suggest people go, if you've never traveled, if you've, if you're like, 
thinking about going somewhere and you're not sure where to go, I would go to South America and I would see Machu Picchu and any part of the Amazon that you can see because whilst it's still there, that was probably one of the best experiences I've ever had traveling. Um, It's my favorite trip that we've been on. I want to go back to the Amazon during the rainy season so I can see the the river uh, at its peak and swollen and all the life that that brings. But I mean, I have I have like thousands of pictures of um, from the Amazon. I mean, animals. Um, we saw <clears throat> indigenous villages. Uh, just oh, man, I I can't express. We stayed in a treehouse, so that was top tier that's always cool um you know we had a local guide we we rode up and down the river like it was just oh my goodness man i loved every second of it and then and then machu picchu was a little crowded which was slightly frustrating and i was definitely feeling the altitude Mm. um the altitude sickness was Mm. was rough that is no joke man yeah (laughs) Uh, but still super duper worth it, honestly. Um, so yeah, if anybody ever was to ever ask me, Hey, where, you know, where do you suggest I go see, I would say, go to South America, go see the Amazon, go see Machu Picchu, start there. So, uh, talking about traveling and one of the big things that I fail to do a lot while traveling that I highly recommend. And I think this is going to bring us up to the next thing I want to talk about. Uh, take pictures, take pictures of what you're seeing and take pictures of you there. Because mm-hmm. uh, you will forget a lot of like the cool <laughs> things that you have seen. Because I forget all the time. As you get old, yes, yeah, um, old age wreaking havoc on my mind. Talking about it's like weird. taking pictures and stuff like that. I know this is a hobby that you've started or have been getting into is photography. Yeah, and I would say that it's easier than you think to get into. Um, Roll credits. um i don't photography is just so fun and it can seem really daunting at first uh because so many people are really really good at it but you could literally go to best buy right now and buy like a 300 hundred dollar camera which i know 300 dollars is a lot for some people for really should be for anyone but you know depending on where you are in life it can be a lot but 300 hundred dollar camera and it comes with you know a lens or two lenses and you can just go and take pictures in your neighborhood, or you can take pictures of your friends if that's what if that's what you want to do. You can go to the dog park and take pictures. You can take pictures anywhere. And there are hundreds of thousands of videos probably of how to edit and the best ways to find good light and things like that. I mean, on the internet, I mean the internet is really your friend when it comes to learning something new and photography is no exception to that but if you ask the internet for help they will make fun of you oh absolutely Uh, we've all seen the photoshop requests (laughs) (laughs) how quickly those get out of hand and like i i would like to think that like someone sends them what they ask for but also makes fun of them on the internet but i don't the internet is 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 a fickle is a fickle place and You should yeah. just be very careful what you put out. The in internet it. is a fickle pickle. Well, and if if you're in <laughs> a situation right. where you don't want to like uh, 
have to worry about lenses and stuff like that because I, I think that's a really daunting aspect of it for people too. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You buy these DSLRs and there's all these different lenses. A lot of these companies, especially like Sony um, and Canon, have really good um, single lens camera that record in like yep. 4K video. They're more expensive because you're cramming everything into one. But if you don't want to deal with that, like there are options, which I'm currently trying to look into because I'm trying to start another project uh, for like recording and taking pictures and stuff like that. Um, And it's, I think it's one of those hobbies that's really intimidating until you actually just do it. Yeah. And and that could be the case for a lot of things, I think. But for this in particular, I would say sex. Uh, but, <laughs> but yeah, uh, it is, I don't know. It's, it's one of those hobbies I think a lot of people want to get into, but I think they get, uh, intimidated. I think it's one of those things where there's such a wealth of options that it becomes overwhelming. Analysis paralysis. Yeah. Yes, absolutely. Um, just to the listener out there who's thinking about getting into something, just take the first step and oftentimes inertia will help you keep moving forward. I agree with that hundred percent. Yeah. So I believe with just photography, it is easier than you think to get into. Yeah. Just go out, buy your camera, do your thing. You don't even have yeah. to edit the photos yet. Just go take pictures. Mm-hmm. It'd be fun. Or it should be fun at least. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> one would hope just uh when your friends ask you to take pictures of the weddings just kindly say no oh no dude do you do you hear about that story about the mm-hmm. the photographer who um who was taking he took he took pictures at the wedding and they didn't offer him a plate and so he deleted the photos or they, they he asked for food and they told him no and um this is this big story, and that's kind of how the, the title of the article read. But what like what was not made clear was A, is that he was a friend of the bride. Um, B, he was actually a guest at the wedding originally, and the photographer, the original photographer, bailed on them, and so they asked him last minute to take photos. And Were all he did... Uh, I don't think they paid him. Because... Why would he delete the photos if if they paid him for the photos? Well, my thought is like, if, even if they paid him, I, I wouldn't. I still, I still would applaud his decision, paid or not paid. I'm just curious because because he's like, hey, I'm, here's your money back. Um, you're not getting your photos. Fuck you, you know. And she <laughs> yeah. she can't recreate her wedding, so she's just like, oh, I probably should have been nicer to you for something that's priceless. Yeah, I that's kind of mind blowing. So don't you yeah. know, like getting into photography, don't don't let people treat you like shit just because. But like, now, let me ask you guys this question. So I have yeah. I have no interest in photography, and that's where I come. So I, I say that to preface this ignorant comment. Um, it seems like wedding photographers, again, I am stating this from the person who's not into taking photos, mm-hmm. charge way too much. Like I'm talking like I hear like $4,000, $10,000, crazy numbers, thousands okay. of thousands of dollars okay. for a wedding thing. And um, I know when they say, well, okay, if I take – 2000 photos and i spend however much time editing said photos you know if you break it down by you know x amount of weeks something like that like and going through and doing all the stuff and going through each one and putting onto a thing and sending it over you know it adds up um Mm -hmm. 
And I hear that and I go, okay, like, but how hard is it to edit photos? Because for, I mean, never done doing, having done it, like, it's pretty difficult. It, I think is it? it's, okay. it's not, it's, it's like one of those things. It's not hard to, to start or to get into, but mm -hmm. like, it's, it's hard to be good at it. Cause it definitely okay. requires a certain kind of eye and mm -hmm. ability to manipulate the tools that you have at, at hand. So like a uh, Lightroom and Photoshop, they're not easy thing. They're not intuitive at all. Like yeah. you can't just open up Photoshop and be like, Oh, I know exactly how to do everything. Like there's definitely some, a, a learning curve there. So um, that's yeah. actually my least favorite thing to do about editing. taking pictures is, is editing photos. Just Cause it's yeah. just not exciting. It's, it's like just tedious. not fun. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, okay. um, that and a lot of a lot of photographers have um they'll bring multiple cameras they have they'll do videography stuff if you didn't hire a videographer they're they're the ones who are setting up videos to you know like getting you know getting dressed or like you know words for the bride they they do they do considerable amount you know and it's and it's i'm not saying they work it's got to be perfect you know i'm just saying like, like they do one day of work and the actual day and then the editing afterwards, which I don't know how long that takes. I guess at this point, I don't know how long editing takes. It so takes, for my, I would say it takes a couple days for several, so for several for, thousand for photos. For me, I'm like, you did three days of work and you want $5,000. I'm like, all right. I mean, you're going to pay it. I, that you know, can get into a whole conversation about how expensive just like, if you look at places that like venues that specializes, like we are a wedding venue. Uh, oh yeah like the, the prices right? for weddings right like th related things are absurdly expensive and it's because i guess yeah okay because the argument not, the argument i'm not picking is, a wedding photographer just the whole wedding you're just asking a question in in general yeah, about like, the like pricing so wise expensive? so right. so that's unpopular opinion from from me is i think weddings are a fucking scam um i understand that it's like the biggest day you know a huge day for you mm -hmm. but um why are you going into debt why is the first thing you're doing in a marriage going into debt for a single day? Right. You know, you, you don't, it doesn't, there's no requirement. It's not written down anywhere that you have to have, you know, yeah. 150 people at your wedding and it has to be, you know, catered by, you know, the people that make salmon for five-star restaurants and, you know, right. yeah. go ahead. I'm sorry if that was rude to me. I should let you finish. No, 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 no. I'm, I'm just, I'm just listing things that I don't agree. Like you know, like I don't no, agree I, with I, spending the money on. I just forgot about this. So Patsy actually had an idea because her and I were just talking about weddings and stuff, like just like in general. And she was just like, you know, like weddings are really expensive. Like you know, I'm like, yeah, yeah. And she's like, you know, it'd be really cool is if they had like an Airbnb version for like backyard weddings. And I was like, that would be cool. Like if you could just basically rent out your backyard for a backyard wedding and you're like, Hey, yeah. like, do you want to use my, my sat on a Saturday, you know, like maybe like the, the house is open just for like coming in to like prepare food and use bathroom or whatever. And then you could just go ahead and use, you know, you, you come with your own shit, set it up in the backyard and then you shut down at whatever time. And then that's it. You know, like I want, yeah. I mean, I know like technically that's like a commerce thing and like the city might be like, no, no, no. But like, yeah. I mean, people have backyard what, weddings all the time, you that's know, what, so why that's can't what, you rent uh, out your backyard? That's what well, venues so the, do. Yeah, that's how venues work. I attended uh, two months ago, mm -hmm. I think. It was two months ago. No, it was a month ago. But no, the wedding that I it was attended. was a month ago, yeah. Yeah, the wedding that I attended, it was on like an actual property that does other things, but they have that one venue selected out for like weddings. Mm. Um, yeah. So to provide, not necessarily, I think what everything wedding related is overpriced, uh, but 
I think one of the counter arguments to it, just to like offer up the counter argument, especially for the photography, is what that photographer like. Yeah, it's a lot of money, but you aren't just paying for somebody to take pictures. You're paying somebody for their expertise and how to take these pictures mm-hmm. well and how to edit them well and how to capture the right moments. Like they, yeah, the argument is that they too. have done this so much that they know how to like stage the scene, stage the photos, mm-hmm. get the right lighting, get the right editing. They know where to be, yeah. you know, like they, when they to know be where, there. Yeah, they know like the general flow of weddings. And so, hey, this is why I'm going to need to take a picture. And arguing that they have a good eye, that when they build then the packages for you for like your photo album or whatever it is you end up getting from them, that they're going to yeah. be able to compile the right photos that look good and make the wedding look good. Um, now... Sure. What you, Should they be charging thousands upon thousands of dollars for it? That's debatable, but that is the right. argument for why you're paying what's, so much. What's the basement price? Like, and this is a pure economics thing. We're not wedding photographers, but I heard it. I, I, I'm kind of, the moment I got emotional when this girl who had never been a wedding photographer, she was a photographer and she was like, mm-hmm. I don't, don't want to do weddings. Like, you know, I was like, oh, I feel like they're lucrative. And she was like, yeah. And she's like, I probably make like a couple thousand dollars. And I was like, oh, that's why don't you do that? She's like, oh, a lot of work. Yeah. And I was like, okay, like $2,000 though for what is it work? I'm just like, you know, and so I didn't understand because my mind, I'm like, you know what I mean? Like, obviously it's exaggerated, but I'm like, you're not fucking laying bricks here, you know? Um, so it's, and it's a lot of money. So, um, and I, then we got into it and I was like, I don't know. I feel like I, if somebody who had never been a wedding photographer was like, Hey, can I, you know, make some extra money. I'm, I'm a photographer, but I, I don't really, you know, have done this before. Like I told her, I was like, I'd offer him like 500 bucks. And she was like, well, you're going to get a terrible fucking service. I was like, yeah, they never done a fucking, they never done it before. Like, so I guess my question is what is the acceptable low level amount to offer somebody before you just get insulting before you become that guy. Who's like, well, like, a you know, you're just an asshole, like offering you way too be offering, service. You shouldn't be offering. So like you, you like, you would go and you would say, I need a wedding photographer. And someone would come to you and they would say, anybody who's a professional would come to you and say, okay, I'll, you know, um, I can do this gig, you know, on this day. Um, mm-hmm. What time do you want me to be there? And you say, oh, I, I'd like you to be here, you know, like while we're getting dressed or like, you know, mm-hmm. you know, when everybody's getting ready. Okay. So uh, you want me to be there for, uh, you know, eight hours, eight hours right? Okay, yeah. cool. So my rate for eight hour or for, you know, per hour is this or, if I'm doing, yeah, but um, like if it's fifty bucks an hour, right? Like, is that is that low? Is that high? that's what I'm wondering? Is that a well? Is that right, that's low why you, money? Well, that's that's why you shop around. But like my you, my yeah. big my big red flag for procuring any service for anything is if I can't get a quote. If their immediate response is, "Well, what would you pay me?" That tells yeah. me I'm not dealing with a professional. Even if they're not a professional wedding photographer, if they consider themselves a photographer and they have done paid work in the past, they should have a ballpark idea on how much money. And they being a wedding photographer is not easy, but I would, and just knowing a little bit about uh, photography in general and how wedding and, you know, having been to weddings, I would say that, that being a wedding photographer fucking sucks uh, most of the time. I mean, a lot of times people have been doing it for a long time and they're, they're comfortable with it. They know what they're getting into, but I mean, you literally spend the whole wedding on your feet running around trying to catch these moments and um, all of that is augmented by the stress that if you don't do a good job, the person that who hired you may flip the fuck out, may decide they don't want to pay you, may give you a bad review, which if, if with a service like this, reviews are, are huge for you. So, there, you know, there's a lot of pressure there, I think. And 
Um, in general, if you, if you take pride in your work, you don't want to fuck that up. And so, sure. I don't know. I mean, I think I think you're asking a good question because like there's no handbook, you know, for yeah. how much you should be paying for you know this service or that service. Uh, yeah. photography included so yeah it is because that's how you end up getting people that end up spending you know 20k for a wedding yeah yeah oh yeah, yeah. that is yeah. fucking absurd can we can we like take a moment to like think about dude, when, like spending twenty thousand like, dollars on a wedding dude when people have like 100 people plus at their wedding i'm like who you know 100 people that like you that much like that will right you, like that's crazy how many people were at my going, wedding there was like just uh, going for like the food or the alcohol like there was a free party uh, i don't there's know your wedding was people your wedding ceremony. was a haze <laughs> there's 25 <laughs> people at the ceremony and then there was i think maybe 50 people at the reception sure and um i don't think i talked to everybody and i tried i remember showing up to the reception and that's where my memory fades well, I'm glad you because you had an open bar and I utilized I every bit of it. It's great. It was a good time. It was. Made so, a lot of friends I mean, that I don't remember. <laughs> made it made a couple enemies apparently too. Yeah, I did. <laughs> it's okay. She I doesn't did. listen to the podcast. Yeah. I'm not worried about it. <laughs> what was what was the uh, what was the thing you said that was like the the stamp of fuck you? What? What did what did Grizz? Say? I mean, there had to have, yeah. Well, there had to have been like a moment no, where she was just, like, "You no, okay." I just, um, I don't know. A mildly delusional okay. person. Yeah. <laughs> All right. I'll let it be. Let the sleeping dogs lie. I got it. Yeah. Yeah. Got it. Uh, um. So yeah, I think. So I guess really what this boils down to. Uh, don't pay too much for a wedding photographer, but no one knows the answer to what too much is. And if you're thinking about getting into photography, just go get a camera and fucking do it because it's go. not fucking hard. There go out go. and take pictures. Have a good time. Go see stuff that you haven't seen before. So yeah, use it as an excuse to get you to places that you probably normally wouldn't have gone to before. Okay. Um. Go. So, guys, what's up? You guys want to make a hard, a hard transition, a hard left, if you will. No, I don't. I don't at all. But I do. Let's do it. Please, by all means. Do you guys want to talk about HR forty? Uh, <laughs> let me Google it really quick, so I'm not talking out of my ass. Sure, sure, sure. No, oh, that's a comforting search. All right. HR forty, California, right? Mm-hmm. It is. The reparations bill. Uh, let's see. Let's go to congress.gov. Reliable source. Yeah. So people right never, never lie. Is commissioned <laughs> to study and develop reparation proposals for African Americans Act is the name of the act, which is HR 40. And let's see. It's sponsored by Representative Jackson Lee from strong Texas. Name. That's a strong name. So there, Jackson Lee. I have this one from CalMatters.org. Uh, California First in Nation Task Force to Identify Reparations. Said business loans, housing grants, tuition, wage, and job protections could provide redress for African Americans. Okay, so so what would you what would you like to talk about, Snowy? Since 
this is this is this is your car to drive. So, um, okay. So when and this is like a, one of a million examples when the Hispanics that were in Texas um, were living here, and then like when America, you know, took Texas from Mexico, they were like, "Hey, you guys can, you know, you guys can live here." You know, um, you you already had land. And then like some asshole, you know, like sergeants, whoever the fuck, they're like, yeah, 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 I can't read this gobbledygook lease that you made. This is bullshit. You don't live here. Mm -hmm. And they just they just took their land. Right. And that happened to a ton of ranchers who had been living here and were legally allowed to stay here um, for a long time. And, uh, you know, that's one of the. I don't know, man, how many hundreds, thousands of atrocities, you know, going back. Right. Um, the the path to democracy and freedom and free speech is is littered with uh, atrocities and, and blood and, and bodies. So it's not that it's, you know, I don't think um, people shouldn't get it. It's just the question is, is like the slippery slope argument, right? Which isn't always a strong argument. I, you know, it's just, but it does, I do wonder like, you know, do, does it stop, right? Should it, not that it shouldn't stop here. It shouldn't stop at all. It's just, you know, for me, I'm just like, whenever I hear this, I'm just like, when, when does it, when does a conversation stop or how, what, is there ever a timeline? Is there ever a date? Is there like, Hey, if we don't do it within the next 20 years, then we can never do it ever again. Or like, is it always on the table for the people that, you know, for the families that lived in Mexico is always on the table for the, you know, anybody who had anything that was done to them by the U S government. Um, you know, uh, even if you go back a hundred years. Right. Mm -hmm. And I have a kind of a weak analogy, uh, but it's the best one I can kind of think of on the spot. I think uh, imagine if um, like your, like our grandchildren basically got mad because say I loaned you 20 bucks, Billy, and you never paid me. Right. And they're mm -hmm. like, let's say like, they're like, Hey, according to like his, in his notebook, he got, he's still pissed that you loaned you 20 bucks like 80 years ago. And you now, and I want to collect, I want to collect from your grandchildren. Right. That would be ridiculous. Right. It'd be ridiculous. Like they, they would just laugh at you. Like what, bro? Like our grandparents are dead. Like you're not going to collect my money from my grandparents. Like, well, technically like they would have left that money to my dad. And then of course they would have left that money to me. And if you factor in like interest or investing or whatever, right. Like I should get something for that. And the argument would be, would be a very good point from the, your grandchildren or vice versa saying like, dude, they're dead. It didn't happen to me. I didn't do it. How are you going to collect directly from me? Even though you might argue that like, Maybe I inherited that money, right? And that's a direct lineage. That's a very clear, like, I gave it to my son, he gave it to his son, and then our sons are basically like, hey, I, I want it from each other. And that still wouldn't hold up. It wouldn't hold up in court. It wouldn't hold up in a casual conversation. People would just go like, dude, that's the past. Let it go. Um, so that's my kind of weak analogy for this, and I, I, I present it to you like that. Um, I think my argument, again, part, partly against that would be uh, you loan in like some of that $20. Uh, is it still negatively impacting, right? So what we're looking at right now and why reparations continue to be a subject of conversation is that the treatment of certain groups of minorities or really all minorities in America still has cascading effects today where it, it can sure. limit uh, and still negatively impacts those communities. Um but isn't yeah. that a separate conversation unto itself? Like, shouldn't you address the thing that's causing the negative impact? So if one of, I agree, but one of the 
proposed solutions would be reparations, right? One of the proposed solutions, if you because what what HB forty is, but that's not stopping what, any of the problems that are currently happening. It's well, just saying here's money. So what HB forty is, right? Yeah. HB uh, forty isn't reparations. It's not no, saying it's... we're giving reparations. It's a task force to study yeah. uh, if these types of reparations and, would help. Right. And how much they should give if, if at, if at any at all. Right. Um, right. And I, I agree. It's, I think what you kind of fall into sometimes, not you specifically, but just you as like a general uh, term, mm-hmm. uh, what people fall into sometimes is what's known as like the perfectionist fallacy, whereas this solution isn't perfect. Therefore it shouldn't be done. Um, and I think even if you do a little bit and it helps a little bit, it's better than not doing anything. Right. So even if for argument's sake, something like reparations don't fully fix uh, the disparities that exist in today's America, it's mm-hmm. still better than just not doing anything. And you're right. We should address those other things and try to fix those other things. Sure. But that isn't an argument against doing something else. That could no, I agree, help. but it's but we're not saying uh, in reparations like, hey, there's these issues that are happening to the black community, and this is going to solve it. We're not. They're not even saying that. They're basically just saying like, hey, the things that happened in the past cost because of inherit, you know, because the ability to basically pass down wealth was robbed from so many families that we want to basically take the people that exist today, um, probably from like, the upper middle class tax bracket and above. We want to go ahead and essentially punish them because of the perceived uh, in the perceived uh, per, the perception that they they have inherited wealth. Um, how, how is it punishing them? If it's a tax, is it not a punishment? So if they're only taxing, where's that money? It's where's that money portion. coming from? So if it's only taxing a certain portion of the of the population, sure. Yeah, I said uh, that. For, yes, I said that from middle but, class is what I said. But right that's not what this is necessarily calling for what this study does look into is not just slavery but the continued mass incarceration police actions and widening wealth gap between blacks and whites no no um, and again that's great i'm specifically yeah. reparations I, I guess like hr 40 is a bill uh, i'm not and i'm not arguing it's hr 40 i'm saying the one section where it says we should give two hundred thirty-three thousand dollars. dollars this is californians i don't live in california they could give a million dollars bro it would not affect me at all i'm just i think about that and i go like is that um fair to anybody who's getting taxed for things that you can't say they directly benefited from like if they are a first generation immigrant and they are in the upper middle class and their tax bill went up x amount and they go well why like why am i paying more money out of my own pockets for things i didn't do and they go like ah you know because you're an american and like it's like is that fair and it's not saying like hey this is going to stop all the things that are currently happening it's just saying we're going to transfer wealth from one group of Americans to another group of Americans because of something that happened so long ago that no one's even alive from that time. And I'm not saying that like we shouldn't address a lot of things or give money or set up schools or deal with the mass incarceration or deal with the redlining, like all those things should be dealt with, but they're just handing out money thing. The government forced me taking money from you and giving it to somebody else to me, I guess doesn't sit well with me and probably a lot of other Americans. I think it just depends on your perspective of the role in government, right? Uh, so like, for example, one thing that I think we should be doing is, you know, a universal health care. I think everybody, a part of their tax payout Agreed. should go to some form of universal health care. Um, 
And, you know, when we talk about disparities with people, is reparations the answer? I don't know. I'm not an expert on it, which is why I think they set up this task force. But I, I do think it would be a good conversation to see, like, hey, where would that money come from? Are we diverting money from somewhere else to pay, well, that we have, probably we don't? To, right? Yeah. Um, I would argue that we could probably divert money from a lot of, like, the prison systems, right? The privatized prison systems and stuff like that that are completely uh, over capacity. Um, there's there's a lot of ways to get this money without immediately going to the knee-jerk reaction of, well, they're going to tax a certain tax bracket. So uh, if they decided it. to do this, let's say that we went through this whole process and they said every every American or every family who has a direct who is a direct descendant of uh, of a slave in the United States, which well, is probably not this bill, just so we're clear. But if we talk about that yes, conversation, I'm we saying, can talk about that. I'm talking yeah. about because you said your issue is you said you stated just a moment ago, you it does not sit well with you. The idea of taking money from somebody else, from one group of people and giving it to another group of people for something that happened in the past, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so, if the government, the, the you know the big big government in the sky, said we're not going to tax, um, we're not taxing uh, Americans specifically for this. We're going to cut back on spending. Uh, and, the military military spending we're going to cut back on um wh- wherever they can find space to cut back to make this money appear without directly taxing citizens do you still have a problem with it okay in i will go with the hypothetical that they could do that right so that's a lot yes. of money and i don't so hypothetical. Think they could yeah i don't i think the numbers would be tough to do but in that case then if you could say hey we're not going to be less any less safe, which I, I'm one of those people who believes the military is already too big. Um, I don't think we're any, in any direct threat of being attacked anytime soon. Um, so, I mean, yeah, you could probably cut back a lot of things and give it. I think, you know, when you look at our, our, our handouts over the last 25 years to countries and mm-hmm. um, what do you call it, like assist, assistant packages. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. If you just gave that to the inner city, inner city black people, if you just said, hey, just any black people making less than X dollar amount, we're just going to help you out just because like we don't want you to be poor. Um, and there's a there's actually some clear uh, connections between how much money you have and how much stress you have and how smart you are. There's actually a, like it's weird. I mean, it sounds crazy to say it, but there's real studies that have been done that your IQ drops when you're stressed out by survival all the time. You're not using your full faculties. Yeah, you're, using, you're just thinking you're about the, survi- the survival part of your right. brain, not the so subprimal. Get those people out of that. I would agree with that. I don't. I think there's yeah. a lot of ways to like. Yeah, but that, that. What, that's a whole another conversation in and of itself. But because but there's people you can't out just there give are, people money. You can't just yeah. There's there's. Just, do you give um, a millionaire who's black? You know, do you give somebody who's a quarter black? Do you give somebody who's ten percent? Like, where's the? Well, I guess the thing is, where's the yeah, quarter, I mean, that's, where's the cutoff line, right? There's that's, a conversation. That's a that's a different right. conversation. But like, you can't just you can't just show up in 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 downtown like Gary, let's say Gary, Indiana. You can't just show up in downtown Gary, Indiana, with a box truck with you know sixty million dollars to hand out to every person there. Um, and then hope that they they are responsible, like hope that these people that have never had money before in their lives are responsible enough to ensure that they can get themselves out of poverty or change their situation. Sure, there'll be lots of people that do. There'll be lots of people that try. But 
um, education is just as important as uh, as money, right? Yeah. And if if you never learned how to, if you don't have a bank account, or you ne- you never written a check before, or you've never fucking filed taxes before, you know, like this, you yeah. know, this is a this is a thing that's not you can't just hand people, you know, two hundred twenty five thousand dollars and say good luck, yeah. because yeah, look, you, you're gonna you're gonna turn around and have to. T- take it back because you you committed you know tax fraud or because right. um they they went out and they bought uh you know the fucking uh, uh, a fucking Bugatti or you know like whatever people right. people do that are irresponsible with money and that's not just this isn't just black people or uh, people I mean, in people, the inner city young. people in general you're just, you're just young yeah. and you don't know how to deal with anything over ten thousand dollars and you get a, yeah. a lush of cash you're gonna go buy something I mean there's actually a well, look how many people have won the lottery and don't have that money bro. Yeah, yeah. Prime this example. is a quick, quick story. I forget the exact athlete, but basically, famous athlete. Now he made a million dollars his first year in the league. I think it was an NBA player. Might have been Shaq. Anyways, he bought a house. He made a million dollars. He bought a house and he bought like his family all Cadillacs. And yeah, it was Shaq. Um, his, 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 it was uh, Shaq. it was Mercedes. He bought he bought his whole family okay. Mercedes. Yeah. And like a couple of days later, his accountant called him. Is like you literally have no money. And he was like, yeah. How is that possible? I got a million dollars. He's like, You had a, you owe three hundred seventy thousand dollars in taxes. He's like, What? <laughs> like nobody. You know, that's not his fault. You know, no one. I mean, I wouldn't have known that at tw- whatever he was nineteen twenty. You know, like mm-hmm. so. I mean, I, I I don't think it's like necessarily a black thing. I think it's definitely just like it's a young person thing, people poverty thing. thing. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Um, one one thing this article talks about, and um, I think it it makes a good point about this, is it says that they're looking at a lot of these payouts being in like business loans, housing grants, tuition. Um, so not directly handing people money, but putting them more into packages to allow people to like, See, I, I, buy a okay, house. I mean, I uh, I should read it. I should read it more. That's a that's a good that's a good way of doing it. Well, it it also just depends. Like, I don't how like, this uh, is well, straight from uh, calmatters.orgs, which is where a lot of like California political stuff gets posted. Because I'm mm-hmm. I'm from California, that's why I know about that site. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, and and so something like that, I think, would also be a good idea. Where it's like we're not just throwing money at people and saying, "Hey, figure it out." It's like yeah. this money will be available for you, right? To specifically yeah. to like build off of. Yeah, yeah, it's not but just like I'm handing you a two hundred fifty thousand dollar check. You have to. Yeah, because I'm in favor of reparations, but like again, like and I told Billy this like years ago. I think you should give every Black American who's a quarter Black and up for the next fifty years free state school tuition to college for a four year college. Like that's it. Like you're like here you go. You want to fucking get a leg up? You want a, a massive, basically a GI bill, just because you were born Black in this country. That's a huge benefit, right? And I know, like, well, not everyone can benefit from it. And, like, you know, that's putting, like, too much whatever on school. But there's such a correlation between getting a degree and being a higher income person that, like, you know, it's and people that. Though, yeah. You say that, and I, I thought about it. I've thought about it since, you know, since we last talked. And and yeah. I wonder what the change in the, the, the job market would be. If all of a sudden yeah. you have all these kids who can go to school for free and who are going to school for free and getting degrees and yeah. coming out, I mean, because we talked about like uh, uh, the relevance of a bachelor's it. degree, right? right? Even now, right? You, and that's yeah, you can make the same argument. Like you can open it up to trade schools. To, you, you can know? do trade schools. Yeah, absolutely, free yeah. free education. I should say. I like to the idea. Higher... Just, how would it affect? How would it affect the world going forward? 
you know like i mean it's not I, a I negative just, it's just, just an interesting question yeah i just felt like it basically would it i loved it because i feel like even deep right republicans could palette like hey this will benefit americans on the whole is a higher uh, more educated group of people that are up all all rising tides lift all boats is the general my general perception right right and i, I think just giving cash to people who are going to spend it on going to well, five years the dave Chappelle episode is, i mean yeah that's a joke right like it's a joke it's a, it's a joke but like how close to reality would that be yeah. right for for not every i mean maybe it's 20 percent or five percent of the population yeah. but the it's hard to say that, how many but yeah right Right. And they just go like, okay, they went and they spent it on things that didn't actually benefit them. Right. So you took money from one group of people and they went out and they bought ridiculous things. And they're yeah. like, that's, and of course that that's what make the news, not the people that went to college. And that's why or not I, the I like people my, building homes or not the people whatever. investing right. in apartment complexes or whatever. Right. Yeah. You're right. It'd be the and guy who OD day one, right? Yeah. Like, Oh, guy OD day one. See what happens guys. And like, Oh, 10 more people OD. That's all they would talk about. And that's, that's a question. I mean, that's, that's the media, the state of the media right now, right? Is it's all it's all wow factor. It's I mean, you can see it if you go to like like um like the Samsung phones have the ability to look at uh, articles, um, you know, on your phone. If you if you if you slide all the way to the left, you know, there's just articles, and it's it's just it's buzzwords and um. And it's whatever's like, going to get your eyes. Grab, yeah, eye-grabbing articles mm -hmm. or titles that, that are put out there. And so, yeah, yeah that, that falls in of, line with what we should do be going on. For eye-grabbing articles, you, Grizz, because you're, you're our editor-in-chief, you should, like, title this, like, um, like uh, multicultural group discusses reparations on podcasts. Like, and just oh, geez, do that in the tag. And it's like, the people will listen to the whole thing, like, when the fuck are they going to talk about reparations? Not <laughs> the, last, the last 20 was, minutes yeah. of it. I was thinking gotcha. about putting it in the, in the tag, Emily LaFroy, we're coming for you. <laughs> I, I honestly think if our, you... Are, we have beef with Emily LaFroy now. And, dude, and yeah, dude, put, on there, put on there, like, Danny's fighting Jeff Bezos in yeah. the boss round. But leading up to that, he's fighting Emily LaFroy. He's fighting... <laughs> Elon Musk, he's fighting Dave Portnoy, and then the boss round will be, you know, fighting Jeff Bezos. So if you put that out there too. But yeah, hopefully, hopefully Emily Lafleur reads this or watches. I kind of hope. Like, uh, I kind of hope. I'm, I'm going hope, to like, figure out a way to tag. To I'm it. going to find her Twitter. I'm going to fucking tag her in it. She's gonna be like, "What the fuck what did the I do to these guys?" <laughs> I'm just trying to write articles, and these fucking three Dude. dweebs who can't even shoot out backgrounds are talking shit about me. me. She's like, "Listen here, you chubby bitch, gonna... fuck." You know, and I'm gonna... like, "Damn, Emily." She's gonna see this video and copyright strike us for the WWE Dude. shit in the background. Oh yeah, yeah, probably that. <laughs> I love it. Yeah, it's like that's not the real Ric Flair. Woo woo! All right, boys. But, um, with that, cool. all that's... that said, um, hopefully we've uh, um, we've given given our our huge fan club um something to think about in terms of um reparations and we'd love to hear about it um join the yeah, discord that's really cool if there's anybody that like genuinely watched this whole thing if they could like be like hey man like i think i think fucking snowy bee's a fucking moron i'd be like dude tell me all about it i want to hear it tell me tell me in the discord make, yeah. make me a better person in the in the discord in and the if discord. you're looking not in real life the, yeah, <laughs> if you're looking for the discord you can follow no, us on our up. instagram <laughs> At the barely coherent podcast, written the exact same as this podcast title, and in there is our link tree with our Discord. So to close it out, I would like to know, you know, what you guys are looking forward to for the week, and um, you know, 
Give me, okay. give me some positive stuff. You know, that's what I want. I'll go, I got you. I'll go first. I got okay. a show tomorrow, so I'm doing, um, I'm doing a craft show for Battle Shots tomorrow. Okay, we love that. Um, yep. So I did, I did like, you know, I did a a, a nice amount of sales uh, last week at the here in Gretna, and then I'm going to West Wego, which is like a, a little t- town over um, tomorrow. Which I found out this evening. I was doing it. Like they messaged me, like, "Hey, it's spots open." I was like, "All right, sign me up." And then on <laughs> Wednesday, I have a um, a really big show. It's like a it's like a holiday festival that the, um, they're putting on in the convention center, where they mm-hmm. have like a huge ice rink and they have like a bunch of like I don't know, like ice themed shit going on for all the kids. Nice, it's, like, dude. It's yeah. like it's like ten days long, but I'm only I'm only gonna do like five days of it because it goes from like that five days like prior. Lot. Prior to Christmas, yeah, and then runs like four di- four days after, whatever. So five days after, and I was like, nah, I'm good. So just gonna do five days. It's gonna do I think leading up to Christmas Day. And that's then, neat. So that's that's yeah, awesome. So I want to make gonna do some sales, and I want to share one last thing. One last thing. It's maybe a little bit wordy, and I promise I'm not gonna take too long. I want to do after Mardi Gras. I want to go on tour with Battle Shots and hires. Here's how I'm gonna do it. Right. Playing Battle Shots by itself as a challenge, as a game, like as a, a Battle Shots um, tournament, not super excited about doing that. And I've been battling with doing a Battle Shots tournament for a while because you're going to get fucking too drunk and then I'm going to get sued, right? So I was like, I didn't, I didn't want that, right? You could, how many shots are you going to actually do in a three-round three three tournament, right? So um, instead, what I decided to do is I augmented it and I said, oh, I could do a bar, ch- a bar game challenge, right? So you could say, hey... You're going to play like hooks or flip cup, you know, and that's round one. And then, you know, battle shots round two. And then I don't know, like cornhole round three. Right. And then the winner of that gets 50 bucks, a hundred bucks, a free game, whatever. Right. And right. then I could just host it at certain bars. And there's already one place that said, Hey, we could do that here. So the last part of that idea was what if I could go ahead and fo- copy the um, copy, the, the, the model of Mr. Beast, Super grandiose name throw out there, and you can compare myself to that. I know, but the model, the model itself, which was he said, What is the most long running shows on TV? Basically, right? What are the most long running shows on TV? I'll let you guys take the floor. I don't know, like The Simpsons, okay. um, Simpsons, like day, daytime TV, think like daytime TV, uh, like Wheel of Fortune, Jeopardy, yeah. Wheel of Fortune, a game show, Jeopardy uh, game show, right? Yeah. So shows like that, right? They obviously have ones like uh, Who Wants to Be a Millionaire, and then of course Mr. Beast. If you don't know, was a, a, the one of the most rich, the richest YouTuber on YouTube, and um, was just offered a billion dollars for his his channel. Actually, and he turned it down. He turned it down. Um, I saw that video. Yeah, yeah, he turned it down. So all he does is give money away for crazy deeds. I was like, what if I got sponsors to, and I, you know, using their brand on everything to give away like an ATV, whoever wins this bar game challenge at whatever local big popular bar in the area. And then in the process, you know, it's like, so I'll be like, Hey, like the battle shot bar game challenge presented by sailor Jerry. Right. And then they give mm-hmm. away I say, Hey guys, all you have to do is pay for the ATV or pay for three cases of sailor Jerry. Right. Like that's your, you're just giving away, you know, a shit ton of alcohol or like some like electric scooter or fucking a Ferrari, whatever. And we'll record the whole thing. And then because there's already a proven model of YouTube, people tuning in to people beating each other for ridiculous games, maybe this could generate some traction. So I'm not going to start that until like April, but that's, I'm really leaning into that. So that's kind of something I'm kind of excited about still in the fucking idea phase of it all, but I'm trying to manifest that right now. So 
All right. Well, we'll definitely manifest that for you as well. Cool. In my thoughts and prayers. So, you. do you guys think it was a good idea though? Like, what do you? Do? Yeah, I, 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 do I think it's a good idea. I think it's a great idea. I'm being genuine. Oh. I think that it's a good idea to to essentially use someone else's money to make things happen while still making them money. You know, like it's not like right. they're investing in this and not getting anything out of it. They're getting and, they're getting right, advertisement. Taking, you're taking a proven model. Yeah. Uh, you know, which uh, which and, should be easier for- to get people on board. I agree. And you guys know this. I have a converted van, but for you guys don't know, I could just basically drive around in my converted van and stay in that for for effectively free minus the cost of gas. So I could travel around to a bunch of bars, just send them emails before I get there, set it up and say, hey, post your Instagram. There's going to be a bar game challenge. We're giving away $10,000 in cash prizes to whoever wins, like hooks, you know, um, you know, uh, whatever you could do, like you know, like giant Jenga, drunk Jenga, you know, yeah. fucking you know, so on and so forth. Right. And then people will just be like, what the fuck? I made $10,000 to play some bar games this weekend. Dude, let's go that. And of course it'll say battle shots, bar game challenge presented by sailor Jerry. And then I could put that on the side of my van and then of course put it all on YouTube. And then sailor Jerry would just get a, I mean, whoever, right. You do a celebrity mm-hmm. alcohol. It gets a fuck ton of it. So that's the pitch. I want you guys to have your, your turn now. Thank you for, thank you for listening. You should have gone. Yours better be shorter. Yeah. Uh, yeah, mine's definitely <laughs> shorter. Uh, Sorry. <laughs> um, mine is, yeah. So the thing I'm excited for uh, with the next week is just taking a vacation. Uh, nice. I'm going back to Washington State to spend some time with the family, uh, see my parents uh, and my brothers, and really just cool. relax, which is something that I really need. Very cool. Uh, yeah. In the long term, I have another project that I will be working on that I am very excited for. And once it has taken more form, I'll start putting it out there. Uh, I've already talked to you, Billy, about it. And uh, at some point, I'd like to clue you guys, like involve you two in some capacity, which we can talk about later. But that's something I get really excited when I have new projects coming up. Mm, uh, yeah, because, I want to hear about it. Yeah, it allows tell me, me to tell uh, me the deets. Yeah, it uh, it kind of allows me to point my mind in a more positive and constructive direction, and uh, and we always like that. Yeah. I like that. I do like that. Also, it's prescribed Lunesta, so I sleep like a motherfucker. Medication. Yeah, lovely. What about you, Billy? Uh, Billy. So, Billy, um, baby. As probably most of our listeners uh, already know, <laughs> uh, I got out of the Navy two weeks ago, um, and. I had an interview um, this past Monday that went really well. And so I'm hoping that I'll have my second interview next week. And um, and hopefully that will be the solidification of uh, getting a new job. Oh, yeah. uh, which I'm really, yeah. really looking forward to. And um, one of the big things for me getting out of the Navy was that I, I wasn't really satisfied with my job anymore. Um, I love flying. I love what I did. But uh, all the extra stuff was really like bogging me down. And yeah. so so I'm hoping that I'll be doing the same thing that I was doing uh, work-wise um, in the Navy, but in a better, a much better environment. So I'm um, really looking forward to that. And um, really, uh, like, until I start this job, what I'm looking forward to the most uh, in terms of the, the, the short long term is uh, relaxing. 
which is something that I haven't really got to do for the holidays or mm. any really extended period of time since I joined the Navy 11 and a half years ago. So, um, oh yeah, you deserve yeah. it, buddy. I'm, uh, deserve, I'm really looking forward to it. So, yeah. Some R&R, baby. Yeah. Awesome. All right, guys. So we end this uh, end this episode with a Ric Flair woo, count of three. Count it out. Count it out. One, two, three. Woo! <gasps>